Episode 11 of the 2015 regular season. This is show 204. And uh, we are psyched to talk about some fantasy football goo. Dropping the knowledge with the seasons flying by as it always does. But we're here with you every week to give you everything you need to know to field the right lineups. It's week 11. And as usual, I'm sitting here with Houdini to my left. I got Stag Party across the way, Dogmatica to my right. I'm D-Rex, and we are Pyromaniac.com. What's going on, dudes? I, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the way you said it, but that was the first time I've been blown away about how many shows we've done. Yeah. 200 didn't hit me. 204 just hit me. There you go. That's man. A win. <laughs> hit you? I'll give you a Valverde. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pawtucket. <laughs> oh, jeez. Nice. We got, this is going to be a good audio show. We got Family Guy action happening. The opening song there was um, Exterminator by Primal Scream, one of the great, great old bands uh, from uh, Brit. Uh, Great Britain. Uh, you know what we'll do quickly is we won't go into it too much, uh, but let's do a quick little a moment of silence for Paris and uh, all the how the world's kind of crumbling around us, and let's uh, all band together as pyros and fans and uh, human beings and really uh, I don't know we got to figure something out or the human race is going to be gone in a couple hundred years. Let's um, let's give a moment of silence for that tragedy. All right, fuck ISIL. Daish, those bastards. Uh, anyway, we're, as usual, we're going to be doing the games and on by this week. Browns are on by. The Saints are on by. The Giants are on by. And so are the Steelers. Uh, so, those teams will not be playing. If you've got guys in those teams, throw them on your bench. The Thursday night game. <laughs> Hold on. Wake, wake me up when you guys are done on this one. What a snooze fest this is. Uh, We got the Titans are going to be at the Jaguars. If you want to follow us, go to NFL.com. Click on schedules, go to regular season, and then click on number 11. And that's where we'll be. We're going to go top down on this list, and we're always going to start with the visiting team first. Deanie. Well, think about how happy the NFL is that fantasy football 
is in existence because otherwise no one would be watching this game. No one. No one, no, no one would go to it. No one would watch it. But It'd be blacked out in its own market? The f- f- fact is, though, is that uh, the Jaguars have become quite exciting when it comes to fantasy, so it's, it's definitely a worthwhile game. I'm sure, you know, I don't want to say everybody has somebody on that team, but uh, it's, there's some good choices to, to pull from there. Hey, Rob. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And a game like this seems like in the actual football um, world of it, it's actually probably going to be a pretty good game. I could see I could see it being a, a decent game. The Titans' defense is a, a lot better than was to be expected coming into the year. Uh, they have definitely held their own. Uh, Mariota is a, a great first-round draft choice. It was the uh, unexpected in the beginning of the whole draft process. Then all of a sudden they decided, you know what, Mettenberger just ain't going to do it. Let's go with Mariota, and he's, I don't know, he's delivered. I, I can't say he's the end-all, be-all, but he's... He's delivered uh, when he's needed to. Uh, four touchdowns a couple weeks ago against uh, New Orleans. Last week was, you know, obviously the opposite. Not very, not a very good game. But he's kind of matchup dependent, and I hope that uh, all you guys understand that out there. And with, I think we talked about it last week. Don't chase stats. Be ahead of them. You know, always understand that the next game is the one uh, that that uh, you got to be looking at, not the one that just happened. So going into this one, uh, looking at it. I think Marriott is actually going to have a decent game. The Jaguars are, while they're an underrated defense, they are not the greatest defense yet. Um, they do have some good parts going on there, but they certainly do give up a lot of fancy points as well, and Mariota has a good chance to, to uh, do something, I don't want to say special, but decent. Well, he's going to have to work with his tight end. Yes. And it's going to be an active day. Look at what happened to Jacksonville last week against uh, Joe Flacco and the Ravens. They allowed both of the tight ends. Max Williams scored his first touchdown, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, yes, Max. Yes, sir. Uh, so and both of them had like it was like four catches for forty yards for Max and a touchdown. And Crockett Gilmore had four catches for forty-two yards and a touchdown. So you were exploiting the defense that way. I think that's where you're going to see Delaney Walker. You're going to see a lot of uh, activity there. I, I'm. I still don't think you're going to see much in the way out of the, uh, the wide receivers. There's nothing there that really thrills me in this matchup. Well, I mean, uh, Justin Hunter is uh, now out for the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, from all accounts that I've seen, it does not look like uh, Kendall Wright is going to play either. So you're looking at a starting lineup of Harry Douglas and Doriel Green Beckham, uh, who's a, a rookie. So you got an, an over-the-hill slot receiver on one side and uh, an oversized rookie who has no knowledge of the NFL game yet on the other side. Uh, backups are a guy named Andrew Terzilli. Uh, do you know anything about him, Stags? Anything at all? Nothing of note. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing of note? I've never uh, I, I think you're going to see a lot of Anthony Fasano and uh, some Craig Stevens out there. So be wary of that. But I also think that David Cobb's going to finally get involved as well. Uh, Antonio Andrews, as I have been saying the last couple weeks, is just, he was just a plug. You know, that was just a big body that was better than Sankey, but nothing special. And they have a, a rookie here who, I don't know, he was drafted in the fifth round and should be able to get something going on. You said it, though. Andrews is a big guy. And he didn't show any type of... Uh, at least speed or breakaway ability that at least like when you saw Jeremy Hill last year, another guy with the big size, that at least showed that last year. Uh, he hasn't showed it this year, uh, but when you don't have that type of 
game break anywhere. And if you're just going to be a guy who's going to plot around and give you the, you know, at the most six, seven, eight, nine yard runs, you're not breaking off 20 yard, yard carries here. Yeah, take a look at Cobb. Let's see what you got. You mean the same thing Cobb is actually going to do when he gets in the lineup? No. <laughs> you got to give him a chance. The same thing that Bishop Sankey did before when hey, he was in the lineup? Sankey looked good in week one, and then never again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, all right, so I got one thing I do got to say about the Titans. There's going to be a sneaky play here, and it's going to be Dexter McCluster. And I'll tell you why. First of all, my guesses are going to be playing from behind. So you're going to have the passing back in there a little bit more often than not. But second... I also believe that because of the, the, the I, don't, I don't even know the word to use for their wide receiving core right now, but I think that he'll Those probably guys. play some, <laughs> just yeah, god awful. He, I have a feeling he's going to be playing some slot in this game, so I could see him on the field quite a bit, uh, maybe catching about six, seven passes, maybe even eight passes, and getting a few carries here and there. It's it's just a sneaky little play. Uh, you got some good teams on by. A lot of guys are going to be out for you. I know that I. My wide receiving core right now is is hurting with all those bye guys, Antonio Brown, uh, uh, Brandon Cooks, yeah. Ruben Randall, you know whatever, and uh, of course Beckham well, and all those guys. So team. I mean it's it's going to be a hurt. It's going to be a hurting right there. So you got to look in other little places. Dexter McCluster could be a little sneaky. Let's talk Jaguars. You have uh, Bortles as of right now ranked for your number fifth or sixth guy at the position last week. I think he was in the top six as well. So, um, what are your what are your thoughts? Let's let's talk about that side of the ball. Well, I'll I'll tell you one thing. First of all, t- Tennessee's rush defense has been a lot better, th- a lot better than anybody thought they would be. They were one of the worst last year, and they're actually one of the top in, in uh, stopping the run this year. So, uh, I, first of all, T.J. Yeldon is banged up. It looks like he will play. Uh, he had a boot uh, going into Monday's walkthrough and everything. Took it off yesterday. Uh, or today, I should say, say Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> Took it off today, um, and it looks like. And he said he's completely fine. He says he's ready to go, but you could tell that he's just not going to be a hundred percent. I don't know if they're going to run a whole ton, uh, you know, back there. Gerhardt's been a healthy scratch a bunch lately. Denard Robinson hasn't shown uh, the flashes that he, sh- you know, that he showed last year. So I-, I could see them passing the ball around a little bit, getting up by a bunch. Marquise Lee is back. Uh, Rashad Green actually should be coming back soon too, I believe. Not that that's going to matter all that much because they do have a solid foursome in Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, Brian Walters, and, and Marquise Lee. So I see him throwing the ball around a little bit and it wouldn't shock me if Julius Thomas finally got involved too. Solid foursome on the golf course? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be <laughs> did, nice did right you now? See, isn't Walters in uh, concussion protocol? Didn't he get like, you guys see that? He did, yeah, did, yeah. It was like a body slam that he took this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> the guy just got Yeah, he, did, he is in the concussion protocol, but uh, I actually think it's, I don't know, it's, it's shaky. It's, it's up in the air for whether he's going to actually be there or not on uh, Thursday. Either way, it's uh, that their threesome there is just fine. I cool. mean, all you need is the two guys who are what, top ten wide receivers at this point. Both have like seven hundred yards and seven touchdowns. But unfortunately, if you look at their catches compared to touchdowns, like they're at like forty-five and forty-one respectively. You've got to think these numbers are going to regress a little bit. Like touchdown regression is bound to come from these guys a little bit. So yeah, but as you're looking forward to the rest of the season. Like what? Do you trust him completely? I'm trusting him right now because look, they're they're trying to develop Blake Bortles, and and they're they want T.J. Yeldon to do it, but they don't have a solid running game that's going to allow them to lean on that and to take the pressure off. So 
invariably when you are because when you try to establish a run, you're going on three and outs, and then you're potentially being in third and longs, or you're turning the ball over, or having those type of situations. Bortles will be throwing the ball more, and he's shown that he's been very effective at doing so. So I don't think it slows down. I test wise. There's a lot of missed opportunities. Bortles is missing a lot of opportunities with both these guys. Both Hearns and um, Allen Robinson are making some great catches. but And, and they are also made some drops. But it just seems like when you're watching their game, you're like, oh, Allen's open a lot, either or. And there's a lot of missed opportunities where Bortles is throwing it behind him, not seeing him. So hopefully, while the TD regression is probably bound to happen, hopefully some of these missed opportunities that I've been seeing over the past few weeks kind of get tightened up, and then you get a little bit more on the catches and the yardage. Growth of a young quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's but what you got, I'm, you're I'm hoping not. that he starts. He already has been, but you hope that he keeps Takes another step. Yeah, Takes yeah, yeah. another step. So, but regardless, if you've got the, either of those two guys, either the Allen brothers, uh, wide receiver, you're playing them. It's just too many points in your bench if you don't. Let's go to the Raiders. Are going to be at the Lions. How long did it take us to get through that first game? Not bad. Uh, third, 12 minutes, maybe? Yeah, maybe 10. Uh, 10. Yeah. Not bad. All right, everybody. Not bad. Hey, that might be a new record. Well, I think there's a lot of games here that we uh, agree we're going to be able to kind of hightail through. Doesn't mean we're going to be any shorter, but well, maybe. they got to put be. the snooze fest on before they put their Thanksgiving slate, which is their beginning of the playoffs. That's, That's sort of how they do it. They give you the little. They lull you. For they lull you to death right before the trip to fan hits you next week. <laughs> nice. Um,. All right, well, the Raiders uh, had take their game to uh, Detroit and, um, you know, we'll start with the Raiders who are coming off a, a tough loss. Um, again, I'll, I'll just start with my boy Amari. They got a, I thought they were going to be locking in on him a lot more. I don't know whether it's just Crabtree's been all that much better or um, maybe a growth and next up for Walford or just whether they keep wanting to run. I don't know what it is, but, man, they do not throw the ball. The word you guys like, peppering, they do not pepper. Uh, Amari Cooper at all, and he's open. I just—it's a bummer to have that guy. He keeps having these—he's leading all the rookies, but his games should be much bigger. Listen, he—he's an incredible talent, but when you're a rookie going into the NFL and you get treated like a number one receiver, it's not going to be easy one way or another. You're going to have the best corner on any team guarding you every time. Plain and simple. So it's not going to be you know easy going for him, especially when you got somebody like Crabtree who is playing for his career basically on the other side. So I, I mean, you'd expect him to do just fine, but I wasn't expecting the world out of him. He's shown me actually a lot more than I thought he would, to be quite honest. Going up against the top corner every single week is not an easy thing, especially when you have a second year quarterback, uh, you know, a, a, a young, uh, you know. Running back back there, a couple of young tight ends. It's just, you know, I mean, I I wasn't expecting the world out of him. And he's actually outplayed what I thought. But I agree. I mean, it would be nice to see a few more targets. I mean, he's averaging nine a week. I mean, it's hard to be upset averaging nine targets a week. His season pace is on pace for over 80 catches, 1,300 yards, and seven touchdowns. Like, when you see the final stat That's the numbers I called, by the way, at the beginning of the year. Except for 12 touchdowns. That's where I could... I I called 12. Oh, yeah. Here's here's the one thing. Here's the one thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Here's the one thing I'll say. Are you watching their games, like, uh, with abandon? Yeah. Dude, he's not getting the ball enough. I know those numbers are great, but he's not getting the ball enough. Here's the thing, though. You don't, you're not getting the peppering because you're expecting the young quarterback to just be looking at him. You actually have a very savvy quarterback in Derek Carr who is exploring the whole field. When you see guys, Andre Holmes is making plays, and you have 
uh, than Walford. He's spreading the ball around the, the entire offense. So Cooper, what the good news for Amari Cooper is, this is where he's starting. He's already getting the attention of being a number one receiver. He's getting the nine targets a game, like you're saying, uh, Stags. And he's still going to be able to produce. Now, what, what he's going to be have to learn to do now is take his game to the next level. So... But you already have a blueprint for what type of guy this guy's going to be like long term. So it, the, the road will only get better because as he understands and gets more fluid in the offense, the way that he runs routes, and if they can get the dang running game going, then they can use that to set up some double moves for the guy, which you know he can do as good as anybody in the league. By the way, how fast do you think Oakland is going to jump on re-signing Crabtree next year? I think they love this entire dynamic for the future. They are really setting everything up for the future, to be quite honest. They have great pieces in place, and I I really hope that they actually do re-sign him because I think it's a perfect compliment for... (laughs) Couldn't Crabtree do that, though? Didn't he, like, dazzle right before he got re-signed to to the the 49ers? No, because he was coming on... He was one of those rookies with a big rookie deal, one of the final ones, so he was already well, well paid. So he's overpaid for most of his career, and now he's... Having to pay that back a little bit this season. Uh, he, he, he's uh, he's got humility kind of injected up his ass basically with this past year, and I'm glad that he did because he's now become one of the better receivers in the game yeah. again, like he should have been throughout his entire career. I'm, I'm glad he's working hard, and I'm glad it's working out for him. Just think about this: Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick were your quarterbacks. <laughs> Not a good time for Crabtree at all. Now he gets to go to Carr. He's loving it. Um, anything? Uh, let's talk about Carr. He's you got him pretty high this week. Um, let's breeze through him. Obviously, if you uh, got him. He's pretty the Lions are just an awful days. defense. <laughs> Outside of Darius Slay, and Darius Slay has been one of the top-rated cornerbacks in the league over the last five weeks, but he's probably going to get the Amari Cooper. So that you know, opens up good things for Crabtree, probably opens up some things for Latavius in the passing game, and also opens up a Clive Walford touchdown because he doesn't do anything else. Two catch, what, he's got like three <laughs> catches for three touchdowns last week? A couple of <laughs> last, last, last couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's... Let's move on to the, the other Lions. side. Of the I, we'll move on to the Lions real quick. I guess there's a couple things to say. Stafford sucks. Uh, <laughs> that, that that's played simple. I, I, listen, I don't want to say he sucks. He's definitely worth uh, taking a chance on somewhere after this season. And I don't think the Lions are going to give him up. I think he's going to end they up. They beat the Packers. Yeah. That was the ugliest game of football I have watched. Horrendous. It was like watching the Titans versus Jaguars of last year. But are you off? <laughs> are you off the jock of the Green Bay Packers? Because you guys, you kind of were holding your hope, thinking they were still a, a, a Super Bowl I, caliber team. They're not that good. I mean, they have some things that are. We'll talk about them later. Okay, fair enough. We, okay, well, that's fine. That's we'll a good say, point. We'll, 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 we'll we'll we all have things to say, and that will be on that for five minutes. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> one thing about this, just so the listeners not, uh, know, that victory at Lambeau for the Lions is the first time they had done it since <laughs> Barry Sanders yeah. was their running back last year. 91. Time they did it. 91. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. How is that possible? They play each other once there every year. Every year. Every year, no matter what. And you haven't won there since That's 91. It. That is incredible. <laughs> 24 times. It's, it's hilarious. One of the uh, memes that I saw was uh, a banner up in the top of uh, the Silverdome, or not Silverdome, but like wherever the Lions play. And it says, beat beat the Packers in Lambeau in last week's uh, date. It's like up in the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. All right, well, yeah, quickly let's because, breeze through these Lions. Uh, I, I don't know. It's Listen, it's a... Th- Three-headed uh, smorgasbord of 
crap sandwich in you know the backfield. You back can't field trust there. any of them. You can't trust to start any of them. They're not getting enough carries because they're never going to be uh, ahead in a game. They are all problematic when it comes to the potential for fumbles and and, and losing your points that way. Garbage, stay away. Riddick will probably get his out of the backfield catching him, yeah. you know, six, seven passes. He's probably going to have the most fantasy points of them. Joyke will start off getting the rock and maybe get 10, 12 carries and put for up 12 yards. Yeah, for <laughs> 20, 25 yards. The Raiders aren't the greatest. Uh, they're actually an improving defense, but uh, not the greatest. So, well, I mean, he'll do a little something. But, yeah, that's true. Alton Smith will be gone. That's something that we, I guess, could have talked about. But he's gone for a year after his third infraction and, you know, another DUI and vandalism and all this sort of crap that happened. I don't even want to get into it. You know, after all the ISIS shit, I I really don't want to talk about stuff like that. But uh, then you got Amir Abdullah, you know, who actually was flashing a little bit last week. And I think that they're still going to give him a little bit of a chance to do something in this game. It's at home. He'll be able to move around a little bit, being in the dome there. Uh, I, I know the Bell will get the first crack at it, but I think that Abdullah will actually get a few uh, a few carries in there and see what he can do. And, and against his own good defense, it, it's not, Maybe it wouldn't have, be a shock to see him do something. I would have think that uh, Amir would have better chance than Joyke. I think if you can get around the outside now, because if you don't have the Alden Smith and you're able to get the corner on these guys, maybe that'll be the best chance for success. Well, uh, maybe, but I think that they're also going to try and control the clock a little bit. I, everybody is kind of understanding now that Carr can do damage, and you got to keep the ball away from that offense. So I think that they're going to try and run the ball hard with Bell a little bit, and he's getting healthier, obviously. And I mean, he still sucks, but. I mean, he can pound the ball better than any of those other guys. That's kind of for sure. I know the, neither of the other guys really have shown anything in that uh, respect. When it comes to the wide receivers. Well, um, uh, that Amir uh, return. Oh, my God. You guys see that? Oh, Just yeah. Total tease. The, total tease at the very end. Just goes down at the one inch line. It's the longest, uh, the longest play in NFL history that did not go for a touchdown. <laughs> and then, it's unbelievable. And, and then they almost blew it. Yeah. yeah, but that's n- not even close to a shock. No, <laughs> it's the Lions. Uh, Calvin will probably get his due. I, uh, thought, I really thought that they were going to get intercepted. I'm like, okay, after after it was like, what the first play they they tried to. Uh, is that one they tried to run with Joyke mm-hmm. on the first play mm-hmm. and he loses four yards or whatever it was? Yeah, it's like, oh man. And then really? I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure there's going to be like, you know, I just, I was like, I couldn't believe. It. I'm like, when I, that happened, then I go, Detroit may actually win this game. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Calvin's like the only reliable player. We're talking about paces. He's on pretty much the same pace as Amari Cooper. He just has one less touchdown on the season. Uh, you know, he's the only person I could trust in that entire offense. Him and maybe Ebron as a fringe tight end one. And even he was pretty piss poor last week in a plus matchup. So uh, besides that, Tate showed a little bit last week. He so did we'll, show something. We'll, last we'll let Houdini. Uh, well, I mean, you know, just <laughs> Jump I, on I, I was higher on him, but I mean, did, he finally showed at least some flashes, and they were fi- starting to use him more in the way that they that they should. You know, uh, he in 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 more like the the swing and the outside routes, and and get him get him moving in the offense. That's where it's going to be successful. All right, I can't remember going. exactly what he had. Was it four for forty four or like five for fifty seven? Four for fifty two. Four for fifty. Okay, that's pretty much. I mean, I didn't even know what he had, and that's. Pretty much what you could guess for a good game out of Golden Tate at this point. Ebron, I will say right now, 
Um, I think that if you are streaming or you're hoping for something else because, uh, like I said, there's good teams on by and stuff. Right now, there's not good matchups. The four teams on by are all really bad against tight ends. So there's not going to be a lot of good tight end matchups this week. This is a good one. Ebron <laughs> against Oakland is actually a pretty good matchup for a tight end. There's not a lot of other good ones. So like, All right, Colts at the Falcons. Um, we got Luck. He's still out, correct? Hasselback. Hasselback. Yep, there we go. And not the good one anymore, right? (laughs) No, and was there a good one? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Uh, One of them had a nice-looking woman on his side. The only good Hasselback is that... Is the, I'm not gonna say it. That, that, that loon, that loon, but that hottie of a loon. Yeah, yeah, bit, bit loony. All right, so Col- <laughs> uh, the Colts. If you ask me, I think that Frank Gore actually has a decent game in this one. Uh, you know that uh, you know that Hasselbeck is a game manager type, and I mean he's got the receivers to throw to, and they should be coming out pretty healthy. Uh, but I, I honestly, I think that this is the type of game that Frank Gore takes a little bit of control and runs around a little bit inside a dome, which he's used to playing in now during this season. And I think that he could find some holes in this Falcons defense. I don't know why everybody's so upset with Frank Gore and how he's playing this season. Everybody just seems to like, oh, Frank Gore sucks. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't done anything. But he's running back 11. He has Since week one, he hasn't had a game with less than six fantasy points. Uh, he's scoring touchdowns here and there. He's catching some passes here and there. And he's just, you know, putting up the 60 to 90 yards every week. That's a consistent sort of force for a fantasy lineup. People can expect more out of him, but he's still right in the line of where he should be and a bottom end running back one. And also understanding what type of running back he is at this stage and point in time of his career. He's not a guy that you're going to expect to give you, and he never did in his career, the the 1,800-yard seasons and become the, the guy who's, who's just going, you know, hog wild ballistic and, and and giving you you know two thousand total yards and whatever you were hope what you were going to get out of him was going to get a, a, a solid maybe eleven hundred yard season and you were hoping for getting about you know you were hoping for ten touchdowns that's where you were hoping to, to score with him I think that the disappointment in Frank Gore has everything to do with expectations it's the same thing out of someone like a Matt Ryan you know I mean you got uh, the, the three great receivers uh, running around for you. Uh, you got a, a decent tight end, and it just seemed like a, a schedule that was for you know the gods to, to throw around in, and it was the same thing with the Matt Ryan. But it's that's exactly what's going on with Frank Gore and the whole Indianapolis offense. To be you know quite frank, that's a new one though. Oh, for yeah. you, that's a yeah, new you one for you. A schedule of the gods. I like oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Body of the gods, athletic. Yeah, it's, and to be quite frank. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Burn on the reds! <laughs> okay. Yeah, Young Frank. I, I need to start watching the show more again. I used to watch a ton of it, but I, I just don't really watch enough TV anymore. But that show's too good. I, I think giddy, giddy. everybody just expected a whole lot more out of this Colts offense. And with that came a more of an expectation out of Frank Gore. The fact that the whole offense has been crap basically, uh, kind of adds to the, oh, damn, Frank Gore, you know, it just hasn't produced the way, you know, we hoped for. It's been and pretty it's gory. Just, uh, God. Are you being frank? I'm out of here, guys. So, right. <laughs> I'm out of here. Thank you very much. I'm done. Um, I guess one of the, the decent matchups in this one that you could really look to, I guess, is the tight end situation. Another decent matchup. 
uh, Fleener might be able to do something in this one. And with the whole switch over with the offensive coordinator situation, they're supposed to be getting the tight ends more involved. And anyway, so what about what about Dante Moncrief though? Like you know. Who is Dante Moncrief? Is he the wide receiver too that we saw early in the season? Or is he the whack ass bus that we've seen the last couple of weeks? <laughs> whack ass bus. That's dope, dude. I like it. Um that was interesting. I like it. I like it. We're gonna you're gonna be doing some uh you're gonna be doing some ad with Hasselbeck at the helm, I I I can't say that I know what to expect out of the wide receivers. All that much, uh, to be quite honest. Atlanta has been a lot better against the pass than you would think. They were one of the worst teams in the league last year against the pass. They're one of the best this year. And it's it's tough to figure out why, <laughs> to be quite honest. I have no idea why they've been all that great against uh, the pass. But with Hasselbeck going against them and the Falcons likely to control things a little bit in this one, I, I'm not expecting the world out of either Hilton or Moncrief, to be quite honest. Speaking of control, I don't have much control over my Valverde Val problem. <laughs> Come on, you guys. I'm going to buy us the most expensive meal we've ever had. Yeah, I'd like 6,000 chicken fajitas, please. I beg your pardon? Uh, 6,000 chicken fajitas. And a sausage McBiscuit, please. Sausage. You are a vagina. Sausage. Somebody want to talk about the Falcons? Um, Let's see. Julio is very good at football. We could talk about his pace, but it would take like 140 catches and 1,800 yards and double-digit touchdowns to get the point across. So you're starting Julio Jones. Hankerson and Devin Hester are supposed to be coming back from their injuries, which should give them a little bit more speed on the outside, hopefully open things up for Julio. Uh, But that probably has an effect on Jacob Tamme a little bit, who had seen sort of a steady increase in targets over the last couple weeks. That's likely to sort of take a big hit. And Devonta Freeman is Devonta Freeman. He's hasn't had a game with fewer than 13 fantasy points since he's taken over as the starter. He's just been solid as a rock. Has you know multiple touchdown upside and has 11 total touchdowns. While Matt Ryan has 12 passing touchdowns. So you think they know where they're going with the ball in the red zone? Well, here's the other thing I want to say. When you you brought up the point that they that they have Hankerson and Hester coming back. That's going to benefit Devonta Freeman. and He's going to be able to get back onto one of his bigger games. Also, it was great for him to get the bye week right where he got it. So now he can come back out fresh for this one. But if you have those other guys that are stretching the defense, and you know, even as uh, whether it's going to be as, as a runner or it's going to be as a check down uh, option in the passing game, he should do a lot of damage. So do you guys put any stock in them saying that they're going to get Roddy White more involved? Fuck no. <laughs> No. <laughs> Wordplay, tongue action. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta blow your vets about this time. <laughs> you gotta blow your vets about this time of the year. <laughs> but let's not remember or forget. Let's remember uh, <laughs> the uh, Roddy last five games last year. He blew last year. Last five games last year came out of nowhere. Maybe that's just his mo. They actually have a two game lead for that wild card spot right now in that crappy division they're in. Uh, who knows? Maybe they start. He starts turning it up. If not, he's done. <laughs> put a, put Leave him on the waiver wire until he shows that he can do something, though. Because his last couple games here have been awful. One target, two targets, three targets. Like I don't think he's had more than four targets in the last six weeks. So he's just not a guy who should be on your roster right now. 
You know, Hankerson is the guy who was the better receiver earlier in the season. He's missed the last three weeks. He could definitely be available on the waiver wire. So if you're looking for an interesting sort of wide receiver three flex play, I might put some stock there. I wonder if there's a correlation between Ryan being so mediocre and him not using Roddy White the way he used to in the past. Let's move on. Yeah, he looks terrible. Um, Okay, we're going to go. The Rams are going to be at the Ravens. Let's see how fast we can talk about this game. Uh, Obviously, you got Foles been sat. Uh, Sacked. He's been sacked. Yeah, he's been put on the map. Yates? Who's that guy called? Case Keenum. Case Keenum, my boy. Case Keenum. Keenum. The spread Houston quarterback, my boy. I like him. Especially this week. He's sort of my spread darling. He he's my the guy I might throw out a little bit of cash here in DFS to play him, and he's also probably going to be my streaming quarterback with Eli Manning on the bench. Awesome! You're going to use those St. Louis receivers too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tavon Austin, Jared Cook. Throw the ball to Todd Gurley, please. Wes <laughs> okay. Welker, buddy. First of all, I 100% disagree with you on the Jared Cook. Okay, Baltimore does yeah. just dominate against tight ends. It doesn't matter who it is. They just they're just really good against tight ends. So I don't see Cook being a factor. But it, I guess Keenum does has, have possibilities, and he's willing to take a shot, which is something that Foles has never been willing to do, obviously. I mean, the, the, the guy is, hasn't thrown for over 200 yards in 10 straight games. Foles also has a problem making anywhere but the first read that he makes. Yeah. So, you know, that's another problem for him as well. The other thing is I, I think that Tavon Austin should have a bounce-back game because it, he, the game he would have had had his offensive line, uh, all the penalties that they had every time that he was getting an end around, he had the touchdown was it, that was called back. Uh, yeah. He had another big play that was called back. Every time he was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. The Bears' defense is just that good. <laughs> and getting yeah, held. Actually, and it, getting held. Yeah. It's actually, I gotta tell you, that Bears defense is better than is being given credit we can to. Talk about that we'll later. talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But Houdini, just so, just so our audience knows, Houdini played Tavon Austin. So we know, we just want to know uh, how he was feeling when these calls were getting called back. Damn right. Over on Martavis <laughs> Bryant. <laughs> I was drooling. I know. Excuse me. I started laughing there and some drool came out. That's... Got exp- yeah, that, that hurts. Did you really? In <laughs> one of the guys, I started Martavis and I'm like, you know what, though? Still got the win. Still got the that's win. What, the that's win. what matters. Doesn't matter who gets it for you. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about Wes Walker. Did make a great catch. Uh, looked like he was having fun. Back, glad to be back. He got some targets. There. He got some targets, but you know what? You're not going to get any type of fantasy production out of him that you're going to be like, oh my god, he's not all of a sudden going to be the guy that that, that he was, uh, you know, in, in with Tom Brady, with Tom uh, Brady, when he had 50 or even shots. or even in his first year with, uh, with with Peyton Manning. This is not going to be the type of guy he's going to be in this offense. So go ahead, start him. Enjoy your four catches for 35 yards and have a great day. That's exactly what he's going to do. Golden tape. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> light. Golden light. State light. The, the problem with the Rams' offense and, and trying to predict what they're going to do. First of all, I think that Gurley does not have the greatest game in this one. But that's one thing. Another thing that the Baltimore Ravens do is they they can stop the run. They're not as good as they had been in the past, simply because the secondary is so bad. If you happen to get past that first. Uh, line, they're just uh, it's it's <laughs> uh, fun. It's very fun for a running back just to get past those couple of defensive ends and uh, defensive tackles. But the fact of the matter is that I have no idea who's going to catch the ball out there. I mean, it's listen. Welker's going to get a couple catches here and there. Devon Austin's going to get a few here and there. 
But this week it was quick getting all the targets. The week before it's Brit. You know, you never know who they're going to pass to. And now that you got a new QB, I would have a tough time trusting in anybody else back there. Not that anybody gives a shit about that. Something cool honest. that happened on Sunday. Uh, some of our pyro stash, pyro illustration, pyro character art was uh, posted by Todd Gurley himself on his Facebook page. I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh, so we had a, we had a, we got a kick out of that. He's like, "Oh, it's a great day. Wake up and play football." And it's a, that side view, awesome pyro stash illustration that we did at Gurley. Awesome stuff. Good stuff. Well, let's talk. We don't even need to talk about the Todd father. If you got him, you're starting him. Um, he's the man. Should we go to the other side of the ball? Sure. All right. We're going to talk about the Ravens. God, those guys—they're having a tough season. They've got like—they've got like more losses by less points than any team in like the history of the NFL. They, all their games are so freaking close. Well, and, and but they lose them all. And they might lose this one too. They're going to have—they're going to have a much tougher time to get their offense going in this one. You got—you um, got Joe Flacco. Who actually is coming off of two consecutive 300-yard passing games? He had one touchdown two weeks ago. He had three touchdowns last week, but two interceptions. Uh, you know, he's he does not have the the wealth of receivers anymore. When you're throwing to Kamar Aiken, gets 14 targets last week. Uh, Chris Givens is the next in line with seven targets, and then you you throw in your your uh, Jerry Ross didn't, didn't even do anything except fumble. Uh, there was uh, Marlon, Mar- Marlon, yeah, Marlon Brown. Jeremy and, Ross and got cut today. Marlon Brown had one catch for six yards. And so, but this game, when they when you line them up against St. Louis, you want to know what? It's going to get even rougher. The Rams they only allow 239 yards passing against them per game. You want to know the other thing? They allowed three passing touchdowns last week to Jay Cutler. They've only given up eight on the year. Wow, it's yeah. good stuff. I, the question is. Can they stop the fast Justin Forsett? Because they couldn't stop the fast Jeremy Lankford. Well, they've and only given up 109 yards a game uh, total uh, to, on the ground, and they've only given up six touchdowns on the season. And what did they get done to them last weekend besides 42 fantasy points well, in certain leagues? Well, <laughs> let's, also, let's also recognize that the 87-yard touchdown uh, catch uh, by Jeremy Lankford should have been tackled and stopped for about a five- or six-yard loss. Or five or six yard game, sorry. So you're telling me Justin Forsett can't do that? I'm telling you, he's not going to do it. This is Mark Trussman's offense. What is what has Forsett done in his last four games? I don't think he's been. He's, he's had a high game of 69 yards. He's had two games that have been under 50 yards. He has one touchdown. Uh, he's not getting it done as a receiver. So no, I'm, I'm, I don't. Let's I'm, move on. I'm not, oh, I'm you mean he's averaging less than five yards a catch as a receiver? Oh, sorry. That was just some Justin Forsett hate spiel. Uh, there you go. <laughs> hey, you're correct, sir. Let's move on to the Agreed. next game. Buccaneers at the Eagles. Um, let's start with the Bucks. Uh, hang on. Make it quick. No, no, nothing with me is quick. Wow, <laughs> Damn it! What are you doing? Your knight was at King's Rook 6. No, my bishop was at King's Rook 6. My knight was at Queen 5. No, no, no. Yes, it was, yes. No, yes, in your dreams, your knight I, was at Queen I was, 5. I was sitting right... I saw right... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. Look at that. Now your knight is at Refrigerator 5. Oh, yeah, that's real mature. Yeah, well, you know, who comes out a winner? Me. <laughs> Griffin once again. <laughs> Undefeated champion of the world. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, the Bucks. The Bucks. 
Uh, Jameis Winston uh, tucking it behind his back and running it into the end zone on probably the easiest bootleg I've ever seen. And he's already got like more rushing touchdowns than I thought he would have in his entire career. Couple interceptions to go along with it. First, yeah. first interceptions he's had in a month. Yeah, yeah. One was one was hit, definitely his fault. One not so much. But hey, they all get charged to the quarterback. They don't get charged to those crappy receivers. Well, let me let me talk about that because that was my guy, my guy Mike Evans. My guy Mike Evans is getting. You talk about getting tons of targets and getting peppered. And thank God he's getting peppered because how many times do balls have to hit you in the hands and you drop them and they or, or you know, granted, it was it was inclement weather, okay, through through part of that. But you know what? There's plenty of guys that are all going to make those catches. And they, if you if he even converts twenty percent more of those, give him give him you know maybe twenty. He had a bunch of drops in this game as well. Drops I, I, I know two it's, weeks ago it was ridiculous, but six drops two weeks ago. I don't know. I don't know how. It's what, three last week. It's it's a, yeah, it's, way, it's, I mean, it's frustrating because it always happens on the big plays, and it's plays where he's open. And, and I don't know what it is. I guess what we thought that he was such a great hands catcher. I don't know that he's that, that great of a hands catcher. Oh, well, being, bad being no, being a great hands catcher and being a great catcher are mm-hmm. two totally different things. Because going up with your hands is one thing, and going up with your body is two totally different things, yeah. football wise. So Udex almost prefer he went up with his body sometimes yeah. rather than going up with his hands in the triangle. So that's one thing to sort of look at. But, you know, things are going to get better. He's, he, no, he's got to get better. He's I mean, he's, average, he's averaging 134 yards in the last couple of weeks. I'm not disappointed with the production I'm getting. He's I'm, just, averaging, I'm lamenting because he could have a couple 200-yard games if he just yeah, Absolutely. I mean, you get 19 targets a game. I'm mm. expecting more than 134 yards. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, there are guys who would get 134 yards on five catches, you know, in this league. Martavis Bryant. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's for a guy who's that big, uh, you know, he should be doing a lot more with that. So He should at least do it. If he wants to get rid of the ball like Mart, you know, do, do at least like Martavis. Catch the ball for 60 yards and then let the guy knock it out for the fumble. It's okay. The total yardage was, was helpful. <laughs> Didn't Martavis drop an easy, easy one, though, that last week, or was that two weeks ago? I don't remember. I think he dropped an easy one. Um, but... I think it was. I, a, or, I don't know if it was selective memory. When, when, when he had 150 was, yards, it one, <laughs> yeah. One, yeah, it was one from this last week. I think he took like a different angle and he and, it, and he could have made a play out of it. I think it was but other than that, you know, Doug Martin is Doug Martin, who's going to get volume. But you know, is he going to score? That's going to be his major determinant whether he figures finishes as a high end RB two or if he finishes as a high end RB one, like he was for a couple weeks there. So. He's going to get the volume. He's going to get 18 to 20 touches. And then Charles Sims is going to come in for 5 to 10 touches. Look pretty good. Uh, he didn't look good last week, though. He looked mm, pretty yeah. awful. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did, but... I'll give him a bad one. Listen, Philadelphia, again, this is another team. There's been a lot of just strange occurrences on defense this year. Philadelphia was just god-awful last year. And they're still pretty bad against the pass. But their defense against the run has been just outstanding. You just can't do much of anything against them. So I'm not expecting the world out of Martin this week. I agree. Fletcher Cox is a man to be messed with on defense. He, he just tossed defenders last week and just tackled everybody in sight. And then Connor Barwin is also very, very good against the run. So those two guys playing out of their minds has really sort of changed this run defense. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, I don't expect the world out of 
Uh, either to be honest, I think Sims may actually get a little more play in this one. I don't think Martin's going to have a great game. He'll get some volume, but uh, I don't think the volume translates into a great game in this one, whereas it usually kind of does for him. What about Ask Jay? Is he coming back, or is this guy going to continually stay out? Ask his fucking doctors, apparently. Yeah, (laughs) listen, he's ready to come back. The coaches are ready for him to come back. He's practicing. It seems like everybody's saying, yeah, he looks fine out there. Uh, it's it's literally it's just the doctors giving the go ahead and uh, listen. I've predicted okay. it for two weeks now. I'm going to predict it again. He's coming back. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 want, I, want, I gotta be right one of these times. It's like like Run DMP. We should change his name to A A Ask His Doctors. <laughs> no, we can do it. You know. ASK. Yeah. <laughs> ASK. Yeah. There you go. ASKPH, you know, D or whatever. You should spend some time with our kids, Peter, and with me. Well, well, what can me and you do together? <laughs> Lois, you've got a sick mind. Peter, I'm talking about making love. Oh, oh, I thought you wanted us to murder the children and harvest their organs for beer money. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles, uh, Bradford. He gone. He gone. Uh, they're gone. saying that his concussion is actually more of a concern than, than the shoulder. I was going to say what we were talking about before the podcast, when we were going through the litany of all of these quarterbacks that are now playing because of injuries. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't remember what we were talking about before the podcast because I forgot. Just like he forgot the entire first half of the game. Yeah. It was a little freaky. Who did? Yeah, Sam Bradford. 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 They, asked yeah. Him, they asked him up for it. He couldn't remember like what happened in the first half. So he's he's going to be out for it. I mean, not just this week. I would it was, probably say at least two weeks, maybe even three or four. It was the foreshadowing of the old Snickers commercial, which took place in Philadelphia. When they, Do you know where you are? Yeah, I'm in uh, Veteran Stadium. Do you know who you are? Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that one. That's really good. All right. Well, uh, what does this what does this do? Do you guys like um, what Sanchez, the dirty Sanchez, can bring to the table, or is it trumps for fantasy across the board? I, I don't know that it's trumps for fantasy across the board because he understands the offense, and the offense is not going to get dumbed down because he's in it. So it's not like you're going, okay, I got to bring in somebody new, like like what they had to do with the Steelers when when uh, Roethlisberger went down, and it was going to be to Vic, and then when it, then again when it was going to Landry Jones. You are able to run everything that you already run. So he ran the offense last year. The thing with Sanchez is is that he's going to give you some of the the good plays, and then he gives you the bad. So you know the the problem is 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 he going to be able to outweigh his bad with his good in this matchup? Well, yeah, I, I think against at home against the, a Buccaneers defense that is not outstanding that can easily be beat. Yeah, I think he'll be able to put up some decent fantasy points. I, I think that this is good news for Jordan Matthews. Um, because he he knows him, and Matthews knows you know where he's going to be throwing that ball a little bit. It's also going to be good news for Ertz. I think Ertz actually didn't Ertz have that his was, like that, that was seven hundred yard you know seven hundred catch game you know towards the end of the year that was from Sanchez. But, but the thing also think about this. Okay, in the first half of that game last week, it was Brent Selleck. That yeah, was that the guy was that was going nowhere. nuts, and that was with Bradford. It was he had the four catches, what was hundred and thirty, whatever, yeah. thirty something yards. yards. And then here comes Ertz in the second once once uh, it became Sanchez, seven catches that he finished with yeah. in the game. That was by far his best performance of the season. By far his best half, for sure. Yeah. 
What do you got, Stag? So Jordan Matthews averaged 10.3 fantasy points with Sanchez as the starter. After starting the season kind of slow with Foles out there, he definitely had a better rapport with Foles? him. Yeah. Yeah, last year. Last year. Oh, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I've got you guys. Yeah, back on, buddy. I'm back it all. <laughs> I heard Nick Foles. I got, I'm like, I'm getting all confused. I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting into a regression of a concussion. Well, it's just a buck. <laughs> it's a stag party. It's a party. <laughs> so he he was definitely better with him. Uh, the rapport between those two guys was great, and then Ertz had that good game with him, and then also, just Ertz has been on a target tear over the last, you know, four or five weeks, averaging over eight a week, uh, so you gotta like the things that are coming. The only thing that is wrong with Ertz is Ertz is not scoring touchdowns right now. Uh, you know, it's, No one is. No, no, none of the receivers. No, none of the receivers are. But they're all going to the running backs. Yeah. Ryan Matthews is covering it in there and pilfering everybody. He seems to have a touchdown every league, like Carlos Williams, uh, D'Angelo, or uh, Demarco Murray is you know getting his both through the receiving and the running game with over a hundred total yards in the last two. And he, he just seems to have figured it out. And everybody's complaining about how bad Demarco Murray's been this season as well. You know, he's putting up like twelve fantasy points a week. And what you got? This is going to be a happy week for DeMarco Murray owners because I have a sneaking suspicion that Ryan Matthews is going to be held out as well. Uh, With he, that concussion, he got one too, right? Yeah, yeah, he got a concussion as well, and he wasn't even allowed to be on the sidelines at practice today. Uh, they wouldn't even let him come and watch. And, and they so, allowed Bradford to come out. And they allowed Bradford to come out there. So that actually bodes Probably really well for somebody like a Darren Sproles. The, the big the sunglasses on inside of a dark room. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically what I mean. That's when you're in a, the concussion protocol and and you're having trouble with their with your vision oh, yeah, and stuff. They put you in dark rooms, and you're you know that's pretty much what it is for Ryan Matthews right now. I think Darren Sproles gets some nice extra play with this one, and Demarco gets the uh, heavy load. Here's the thing: even though you like the things that are coming from these running backs without potentially Ryan Matthews, Tampa Bay has been extra tough against running backs since their bye. They've allowed just 288 rushing yards on like 70 carries for three three yards a carry, and they have not allowed a touchdown since that Week Five bye. So it's a little bit of a tough matchup, even though the numbers say that this is a pretty good matchup for opposing running backs. They've also not played fast teams though. This is a fast offense, a team that moves really quickly, and I have a feeling that Tampa Bay is going to have a little trouble getting in and out with that because they need to have guys come in and out so they can actually cover all the, uh, all the ground that they need to cover. It's just going to be a t- it's going to be a tougher matchup, especially being in Philly. Before we move on to the next game, I'll give a quick pyro promo. Do us a favor, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. If you're an Android user or a Microsoft uh, Windows phone user, you can listen to us on Stitcher and Spreaker. Please do so. Leave us a review. Follow us on any of those uh, platforms, and especially on iTunes. We're really trying to help get our exposure there. So if you haven't, go give us a five-star rating and write a review and tell people uh, how you enjoy what we're doing here for you on a weekly basis, year round. So hook it up. Thank you. Let's do this. Uh, all right, next game. Me and Houdini will be at this game. Houdini was uh, crying over spilt milk yesterday that he's not going to be able to see a legend uh, in the twilight of his career at Soldier Field. I personally could give a crap because. I hate the guy, and the only reason why I've listened to him or talked about him so long is just because I've been arguing with Dogmatica about him for the last six <laughs> years. I'm kidding. I don't hate him. How can you hate that guy? Um, 
He's he's awesome, but I'm really I kind of want to now that the Bears like have playoff hopes and they've already shot their their draft strategy and status all together for next year regardless. Screw it, Cutler playing and this coaching staff coaching this team up. I want them to win. I want hey, them to go and knock got, out. Give them the third loss now. in a row. Well, you get to see John Conkac throwing the ball around. Or John Conkac. Brock Osweiler. They're the same height. John Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton, basically. Brock Osweiler, the six foot eight tallest quarterback in the entire league. Uh, quarterback being trotted out there by Denver. It's going to be fun to watch. You guys have fun watching a, a, a monster out there who's well, taller than every offensive lineman, which is. Very rare nowadays. It's gonna be. That's it's awesome. gonna be like when I was at. Uh, my buddy took me to a Blackhawks game. We had like you know, he's got second row off the glass, and we were going to see Boston <laughs> play the Hawks. And here comes the Dana Char. I'm like, who what the hell is that That's thing? Awesome. He is a <laughs> it's so it's freaky. So I've much bigger than everybody foot, else. Six foot ten guy on skates. Like, what the fuck? So looking at Brock Osweiler, at least he can potentially throw it vertically. We we've seen Peyton Manning really struggle with that this season. And then there's gonna be a lot, a lot of action with the screen games. So for Demarius Thomas, you gotta think like, oh, this could be good. This could be good. Something's a brewing here. Dude, I saw Manning practicing the other day. I saw him at recess just down the street at the local <laughs> little girl's school. I don't go normally to watch the little girl's sure, play, but, sure. uh, but it, Peyton was there, so I figured I would go watch. Do I, do I really hang out here? <laughs> I think I hear the sirens roar. <laughs> my, no, my ID's in my other raincoat. Listen, bitch, you're going long. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna miss you, Peyton. That was there was something almost. Call me when you're 18 years old. (laughs) (laughs) There's something weird about that game where obviously breaks Favre's record. One of the, I mean, one of the biggest records you can have in in, in professional sports, but especially in football. I mean, the fact that he's been able to throw for that many yards, and then literally in that game, it was almost like his career almost shut off. After it was like he got to that milestone. It's like when um, when old couples die within like four hours of each other or something like that, or <laughs> something. It's something like we made it there, and now it's like okay, we got it. I'm out because um, his career kind of died uh, about uh, about a quarter after he got that record. I, I think that it's underestimated just how much of your upper body strength, especially in your shoulders, gets sapped from you after neck surgery. Yeah. And I, I, th- I don't think that people took that into consideration as much as they should have. Um, I don't think that uh, teams and coordinators actually took that into consideration, that the pride took over for Peyton a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's been kind of sad to watch. I think everyone did, but then he lit it up that season two years ago. Everyone's like, oh, who knows? And, he and then was, all of a sudden he was a machine like no other machine. You're like, oh, okay, he's fine. And he was and great kinda, he the did first himself. Half, And he was great through the first half of last season until it then hit the skids. Yeah. Well, we've got to think of everything that's sort of piled up on him. It's the ribs. It's the plantar fasciitis. It's the quadriceps. It's his vagina hurting. Like, everything on this guy is now fucked up in some sort of way. Like, sure. It's all sort of building up to not a very good quarterback anymore. And, like, there's nothing to even sort of talk about that anymore. It's like, it's now Brock Osweiler's team. And if he comes out here... 
and he lights it up, or he at least shows some promise, you got to think they're going to give him a little bit of a chance there. I don't even like chicken parm that much anymore. <laughs> Do you <laughs> really think chicken so? Chicken parm, I mean, it tastes weeks, so good. Four weeks ago, we thought they were the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And now you're thinking, uh, they're one of them. But, but why? One. We thought that because of their defense. No, we didn't think so that you, because of Peyton Manning. But you think that, you think, and I'm, I'm, not argue, I'm not here to argue, I'm just here. You literally think that if Brock Osweiler has a, has a nice game here, that the Broncos are headed into the postseason for the 2015 season, saying Brock is going to be the guy that's going to hopefully get us to the Super Bowl, and not kind of have to almost by... Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. Career-wise, give it to Peyton. It's you know what you can't if you're in the playoffs. You're going to do what you need to do to win. Now let's 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 see what happens. Wow. You're, you're going to have Peyton's out this game at least. We'll wait and see. You never know because they could always with you know. Granted, it's plantar fasciitis or whatever, but they can do crazy things with orthotics and they can give you like some crazy shoe. He may be wearing looking, looking like Elton John out there or something. But he already does. I know, but it could be looking even more so. You know, put the sparkle on him, and and <laughs> it'll allow him to have the the, the air cushion, the moon boot to, to be okay. But I still think that if Osweiler has anywhere of a halfway decent game, as long as he's not turning the ball over and doing stupid things in the offense, and manages the game with the, with their defense, they'll keep going with him. This entire offense is predicated and and based on the threat of a long ball. And that's what Peyton doesn't have anymore. And that's why the run game has failed. That is why the bubble screens don't work anymore. That is why Peyton's Manning's stats have gone so far down. Those stats that he put up two years ago, I guarantee you that at least 1,500 of those yards were from bubble screens. Simply because they had the threat of a long ball. They had the speed of Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Demarius Thomas going deep on them. So they had to play back a little bit. That opens up the run game. It opens up the bubble screens. They don't have the threat of that with Peyton Manning in there anymore. Nobody's afraid of him throwing the long ball at all. The real question is, what offense are we going to see? Are we going to see the Kubiak offense? Like, full go with Brock Osweiler? Are we going to see full-on boots? Uh, are we going to see the full-on... Osweiler. Every one of us is saying his name totally different. I love it. Osweiler. Osweiler. You Me, liar. Are we going to see the full boot offense? Are we going to see the full play-action offense? Are we going to see... See the full zone blocking scheme? We're going to see everything from under center? Like, is that the offense we're going to see with Brock Osweiler under center? Stay tuned. I, not, not this week. It, 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 they can't impl- implement that after switching over one way. They can't do that within one week to go play the Bears away from home uh, because see. there's travel and everything. It's just not. It's just not feasible. I'd, maybe they may implement some of it, but I, I don't see them doing that. They need Brock to be able to throw deep. I'm telling you, that is the key to this offense. If he can get it deep, just a couple times, just to open things up a little bit. It's it's. Listen, they, they can go into the playoffs, and they can do some damage. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl with Brock? No. But I do think that the offense can get better with him in there as opposed to Peyton Manning. Wow, that's crazy, man. Agreed. So basically Peyton Manning's retiring after this, this year is what, it's, it's, what you guys are saying. I, I, think he, I, I think he should. I think there's just too many injuries. I think if he wants a, a long, worthwhile life after football, I think he probably should, to be honest. I mean, there's also a couple things. He's got the one big record that he still doesn't have. He doesn't have the wins, career wins for a quarterback after they went out and lost that game. So he's still tied with Favre for that one. So that's one big thing. But I could see them sort of doing one of those, like if Osweiler just plays well, like 
Manning could be fine, but they could just be like, he's not fine. He's hurt. And they could just sort of send him off gracefully, not really make you think it's an injury when it's really not. Wow, poor guy. All right, Bears. God, Denver doesn't have a lot of games that he could win after this one. God damn it, and Matt Forte. Chicago, Val Verde. Hey, Lois, did you say something? Ah, just that I think you're going to love this cake. None for me, thanks. It's going to go straight to my vagina. That's what girls worry about, right? Having big vaginas? <laughs> That's what guys worry about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's hot. Just a little bit lippy. <laughs> oh, man. I did actually date a girl once. Sorry, I'll make this quick. But sitting next to her watching a movie and she had her hands on her pants. I'm not making this stuff up. Like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just playing with my labia. I'm like, what? <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm like, what? You're just like playing with your labia? I should have first, first date, second date? Well, no, this uh, is like girl that I, I should have introduced, introduced this girl to this guy I knew who would like, we would be at the, at parties in college. He would be at the bar or whatever. And he'd just come up to you and start talking. This guy waited about, like, he was a big dude. And uh, he'd just be like, hey, hey. And then he'd look down. He's got like one nut hanging out of his pants. Oh, like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god, you get arrested for that. It's in my other rain jacket. Come it's in my other rain jacket. Ball, yeah, ball sacks for another day. Let's talk more about ball sacks and labia. All right, fresh balls. Brought to you by fresh balls. <laughs> so unfortunately, it looks like Matt Forte has a chance to get back in the lineup for all us uh, happy Jeremy Langford owners. And who, you know, dynasty guys who want to see him for next season. You know, people in Chicago who don't think we should be winning football games this year, uh, no matter what. I don't know about that anymore. I I, that, that's my view. That's why I'm It was mine, too, but screw it. I'm, I'm on board to look. The Packers have lost a couple games. The Bears have a, a game with the Packers on Thanksgiving coming up. That we will list. So, <laughs> well, hey, but if you win that game and... Look, the Packers are, are, are not looking good right now. Yeah. Vic Fangio's off. Uh, defense is looking great. Adam Gase, what he's done with this offense uh, and Cutler is fantastic. Cutler is eliminated the interceptions, which he led the league with last year. So, you know, I'm looking at this Bears offense, and, and he did it without last week. You know, granted, a couple freak plays that Zach Miller and, and, and uh, Langford each going over 80 yards was it the first time that that's happened? I don't know uh, if Zach Miller's a, a, a fluke anymore. Yeah. He's I mean, a pickup, dude. First of all, you guys remember the Zach Miller that played for the Seahawks yeah. and the Raiders yeah. or whatnot? Not the same guy. Right. Matter of fact, that Zach Miller is younger than the Zach Miller on our team. That's not the same guy? It's not no, the it's same not, guy. <laughs> Did you think it was the same our guy? Our Zach no. Miller, I thought our it was Zach Miller is 31. The other Zach Miller is only 30. And I think it's since... Been jettisoned from the NFL. I haven't seen him in a year. That's or really not the same. Yeah, guy. not the same. It, it guy. was always so. I thought he just got a new sleeve. No, there was always. I remember the two Zach Millers. It was always so confusing. Yeah. And you're like, who? Because <laughs> yeah. I was as the commissioner. I'm like, one guy would always want the one Zach Miller, and they're like, you added the wrong Zach Miller to my team. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's two Zach Millers. Okay, okay I'm glad That's you're in crazy. my league too. By the way, if you're adding, them. okay. Anyway, thank but, God I never drafted Zach Miller. So I, I don't know what are we talking about here? The Bears. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? The, the, the labia. Forte, the for labia, labia. I mean, Let's Forte, labia. Labia Forte Langford's the only situation that's worth talking about because this defense absolutely shut down pretty much everybody they want to whenever they want to. What Jeremy Macklin had what three catches for fifteen yards? Like you suddenly think 
Don't tell me Alshon's gonna go off again. No, I want I want to make a point about Alshon though that is why you should stay away from him. What is he having? Always having a problem. He had the groin. He was he was not effective at all last week. He couldn't get off of a break. He couldn't do anything. He's you know, and, and I don't know if you guys heard of uh, John Fox earlier the week before the game why he even played this game. He's like, do you think Al- Alshon should be on the practice field? Oh yeah, you know, you know, he, you know, oh yeah. Doctors say he needs rest. Everybody needs rest. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break. My lady hurts. My lady hurts. Get out there and play football. So he went out there and he gutted it out and played it. But the problem with Jeffrey is, and this is his issue, he's a soft tissue guy. You know, it's not like you're worrying about his knees or you're worrying about anything else. You're worrying about him, the hamstring. It's going to be a quad now. It's going to be a calf, the groin. It's just always something like that. So go on with the, with the you're right, because the, the passing game is going to get nothing. I mean, I, I hate Chris to Steve say it. Like, dog thinks Cutler's got a chance. And I just, this Denver defense has played, like, once, they're one of the best defenses of the decade in terms of pure numbers. Like, uh, like top 32 defenses of this decade. That's how good they are. So they are a force to be reckoned with. The question is, do they sort of... Of this millennium or of this decade? Decade. Five, five years in? So of the five? I think of the higher, last ten, of the last 10 years. Of the last 10 years. Okay, okay. then I'm just going to throw this at you. Who do you think second in the league against quarterbacks and fantasy points? St. Louis. I'll, I'll just tell you. St. Louis. Yeah. They gave up five passing touchdowns before they met Jake Cutler, and then now they have eight against them. That's three. Okay? He's I'm sorry. defending Jake Cutler. I, I am. Okay? <laughs> and, he, and he totally said that he thinks Manning should retire. Okay. Who is who is the clone? Bring back yeah. Dog Manica. <laughs> Imposter! Doppelganger! <laughs> you said you're right. He's down at the schoolyard. With no, we know it's him because All we right. pulled up. Uh, Peter no, Frampton's no, no, no. Know You're Alive was dogs, playing dogs the whole tied neighborhood. In. I thought that Frampton was playing at Wrigley Field at one of those shows. Dog is, dog is actually it's in the, the trunk guy. of the car right now, tied and gagged because the speakers were blaring to Frampton for him just to, it was perfect cover, and he's in the back seat of the trunk going, No! <laughs> So good. So, (laughs) who's second best against wide receivers? St. Louis. St. Louis, yes. And obviously, who's first is Denver in both of those categories. But if the Chicago offense could do it in St. Louis against St. Louis, who's to say that they can't do it against Denver? I am. (laughs) That's fine. But he's been doing it for weeks now. And I'm. I thought two two arguments on it, and here's my points. Number one, your whole thing with the Bears, I reiterate what I said when I mentioned about how the, the Bears were exploited against the two fluke plays of the 80 yards that should not have been touchdowns. That's number one. Number two, when you're going to have Osweiler in there at quarterback, you're going to get some a little bit at least more consistency to the offense. Keep the offense on the field more. These last few weeks, Peyton Manning has been so atrocious that it's been three and outs or turnovers. So the defense has not been able to get any rest. and They've been thrust back into the field in bad, in bad starting position. If you get Osweiler to at least control the, 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 you know, the, the, the field possession, uh, position in the game, keep the Bears not getting the, you know, their average starting position close to midfield but actually closer to the 30-yard line, then that Denver defense is going to be able to tee off on him. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I agree. Cutler has definitely matured, and Cutler is definitely showing so much more. And Gase, 
you know, he knows this defense too. So this is not this is you know he's got to have some tricks in store for his old team. So I, I anticipate that, but at the same time, it still comes down to talent and playmakers, and they got so many on that Denver defense that I can't see without a healthy uh, Elshon Jeffrey, the Bears really putting up a master fight. In this Demar- Demarcus Ware is he back? Yeah, yeah. no, he's, he's going to be out for next deal. next two weeks. Exactly. Or so. Demarcus Ware still out? It's not like they got Von Miller, right? Yeah, he's still pretty good at football. Still got yeah, still pretty good at football. It, Keith Tlaib comes back. Chris Harris, yep. you know, Bradley Roby, T.J. Ward. Oh, what is he going to be suspended? No, he didn't get suspended. Yeah. He should have been. That was cheap. He definitely should have been. Uh, Those guys, but, that's not, they, they're surpassing. It's because the Seahawks. Aren't they've allowed one My quarterback to score over twenty fantasy points against them, and that was Andrew Luck. Besides that. You know, Alex Smith has a game of 15.5 fantasy points and 5 fantasy points. Joe Flacco had .7 fantasy points against him uh, in week one. Teddy, in Denver. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt, Matt Stafford had 11. You know, our boy Derek Carr, who's lighting up the world, had 11. Uh, Josh McCown, who was lighting up the world, had 13. Like, every quarterback that has played them has pretty much been suppressed all season long and I still think it's going to continue with Cutler so you just, you just said that Josh McCown who granted maybe he was lighting up the world do you think he's a better quarterback than Jay Cutler Chicago sample Chicago. size yes <laughs> <laughs> basically what you're saying is if Josh though? McCown could put up 13 fantasy points against Denver then you're saying that Cutler could for sure put up yeah, he could put up like 15 fantasy points, but I, I don't like Jay Cutler this week against that. Like, I would just rather put my eggs in a different barrel is all I'm saying. You'd rather put your eggs in, eggs a, different in a different vagina? barrel? In a barrel? <laughs> I put my eggs in a basket. I don't put my eggs in a barrel. <laughs> you know how many eggs, eggs it takes to fill up a barrel? <laughs> well, maybe he's trying to do that whole new, that whole new uh, microbrew thing that they do, you know? Put a beer in an old whiskey barrel. He's putting his eggs in there. I'll be putting my eggs on your forehead when the Bears kick the shit out of the Broncos this weekend. <laughs> are your eggs? Are those your bells? My bells. And your your bells, levy, my levy, eggs. Your whatever you bells. That's it's. I'm telling you, it's just going to be an. It's going to be a more interesting game than I would have normally thought going into this season. Just the Bears are rolling right now. I mean, if you want to, if you want to pay a couple hundred bucks to come to the game with me, you're more than welcome. I can't. You you are high on the Kool Aid. I like it. I like Dog Man. I like him. I like him feeling this way. This is good. I am so broke. I couldn't buy a twelve pack. I had to buy a six pack of the fucking PBR. Hey, dude. I like the PBR, dude. So, so do I. Artesian. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next game. But before we get to the Jets at the Texans. Quick Pyro promo for those of you guys that haven't done it. Uh, sign up for Pyro Pro. It's our premium offering. It's your way to get into the collective uh, mind share of us, the four of us here, as well as Pyromaniac Mo, as well as OC, as well as a couple other guys. Uh, we got a new guy, uh, Fairway K. Kevin uh, in the mix is helping us write some stuff. Val Verde is always holding it down with the news feeds along with OC. Uh, the news feeds are only available in the player rankings, or not in the player rankings, in your uh, dashboard timeline of Pyro Pro. That is a spot where you are able to add up to 100 players 
uh, that you're playing across different leagues and teams to your dashboard and follow news just about those players. It is awesome. We're ranking. Dogmatica's rankings are only available all the way through each position when you're a Pyro Pro member. If you come there and you're not a Pyro Pro member, we only give you all the goods and information, the strength of schedule, the Pyro player, uh, Pyro power rankings, uh, the write-ups for each guy, their, their DraftKings information. Only get that through the top five guys at each position if you're not a Pyro Pro. So, you know... We put a lot into this on a, on a weekly basis, and I'm telling you, the people that are asking us those second opi opinions directly to us uh, from their Pyro Pro account, they're loving it, and the information they're getting is invaluable, and it's really helping them win their league. It's $40 for the year. You can check it out for a month uh, for $10 per month or per week at $5 per week. Check this thing out. If you've got any money coming out of your leagues or you're paying money on DFS on a regular basis, the $40 is well worth it. So give it a shot. Give your, Support your pyro brothers here. Uh, we'll, we'll really appreciate and respect if you do. And a lot of people, for those of you that are signing up, we appreciate it. For those of you that are using it, a couple of you using it a little too heavily. We won't name any names. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. Yes. Sometimes there's there's some news feeds that come in and you're, they're like books. Uh, not news feeds, sorry. Second opinions. They're books. And we have to read through that. That's how I feel at the end of reading through it. <laughs> hey, I just read three pages <laughs> to answer this. <laughs> All right, that's it. Let's get to the Jets at the Texans. Uh, I bet you P.K. Ripper thinks that the Jets are going to be the crap here and pound on the Texans. Um, what's going to happen from a fantasy standpoint there? I, I you know what? I, listen, I, I, I've, it's just kind of the same thing with the Packers. Every time I think that the Jets' defense is going to get pissed off, or uh, the Packers' offense is going to get pissed off and, and start to kick the crap out of things, they don't. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I do think that they're good enough to handle the Texans, especially if Hoyer isn't playing. And it looked like uh, that Houston offense was a little anemic last week anyway uh, against Cincinnati. But uh, I don't know. I guess nobody really wants to talk about the Jets' defense. They know You know what you got there. When it comes to the offense, I think that Ivory should be just fine. I don't think it's going to be an outstanding game. It looks like the Texans' defense is starting to put it together a little bit. Yeah, would you disagree with me there? Anybody watch that game last, uh, last night? I was, I was actually pretty impressed with that Houston defense. I know that... Uh, maybe AJ Green wasn't looking up to up to par or whatever, and obviously Eifert was dropping and dropping balls left and right. His coming out party was the exact opposite. But dropping balls, dropping <laughs> balls, looking like an idiot. Yeah, idiot. but I mean, it, you know, I got to tell you that this uh, the, the 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 Texans defense is actually looking pretty good right now, and they're going to get Clowney back this week as well. I don't know the the Jets offense. Gonna be iffy. Marshall's still a little tiny bit banged you up, know, and Dak is a little thing, bit though. banged up. It was easy for Houston to get up for this game. That this was this was basically, and, and then did you hear the whole comments afterward with JJ Watt uh, saying we made the Red Rifle look like uh, the Red Rider beat a gun, and uh, and, <laughs> and then, it looked like the Red Rocket, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the Red Rifle firing back saying you know he oh yeah he's like. You know, people look up to him. He shouldn't have said stuff like that. That's just like, and then you know, I it's think uh, who was it? Uh, I think it was maybe even Pac-Man Jones is the one who summed it up right. And that's great. That's okay. We're eight and one. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Bell, 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 Bell. 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 Bell.
fuck you. You, you, you guys got it all wrong. I, 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 oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. Oh, God, I need help. Oh. Well, I guess now we know what kind of dog he is. A melancholy. <laughs> Nothing? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I, I, I should have said, I should have said, Chihuahua. <laughs> I did better impress you. <laughs> Chihuambulance. All right. Uh, just so you guys know, today I'm doing a, a two-parter, my two favorite beers. I started out the first two. Val Verde's were Fist City, Chicago Pale Ale from Revolution. Good times all around, made with the, uh, the Cascade, the Citra, the Centennial, and those Crystal Hops. That thing is a good time. Um, now, the light, latest one is the Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPA. I love that beer. This next sip is going to taste so good. Whatever they've done here is just magical. What are you drinking? This sip will, next sip will taste so good. Holy crap, I didn't lie. I'm drinking the beer of ill repute. The beer that I am not supposed to drink here because it oh, ruins no. leather. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Brooklyn Brewery's oh, finest boy. black chocolate stout. Hard to get out of leather. And who hard, did he recommend it? Noonan, not approved. Hard to get off your Apple as well. Like it landed on my MacBook once, and I'm telling you, dude, I didn't know what it was. It was like oil getting it off. You're drinking uh, your Monster and your uh, Seven Up water. Nice work. I, I, I've got a low carb Monster Energy drink, which is full of apparently taurine, B vitamins, L carnitine, and guarine. Nice. Frank Gorey's in there? And, and as Dog <laughs> mentioned earlier, he's rocking the PBR. PBR's in that, fellas. Love yeah. the, the big ounce. He's Let's got do the this. Can. Oh, yeah. I got the... Uh, so talking about the Jets, yeah, I guess the real... Quickly. I guess the real question is... Fitzmagic's, you know, wrist, hands, vagina going to be okay after his little surgery last week. Huh. It certainly looks like he's going to be in the lineup. Uh, that's good because we almost have no quarterbacks. And uh, this got fishbowl this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh, that's right. I told you we should have picked up fans. But Bull said if he doesn't practice, he doesn't play. I don't care. He's going to play. Have you seen Geno Smith play quarterback this season? <laughs> He's actually, if you take it off of the one game he did play, he's seventh in the league at points per game. <laughs> Fantasy, point Fantasy per points game. per game. Fantasy points per game, Because he scored 20. That was nice. Yeah. But uh, either way, uh, I, they want Fitzpatrick in there. It's better if he's in there. The fact that he got uh, the surgery done to his offhand, it doesn't matter. He's yeah. going to be throwing the ball around with his right. It doesn't matter. He's going to be just fine. The question is, is will they be able to do something against the, the Texan corners in this one? And granted, the Houston has not been that great against the pass this year, but they looked pretty pretty darn good last week. And I don't know. I mean, they play sides. It's not like Joseph last is... Last night or last week? Last night. Yeah, sorry. Last week, last night. It's the same thing. To okay. be honest. Uh, I don't know. They, they, play this, they play sides. They don't... Joseph isn't going to go trail around uh, Marshall or anything like that. So it depends on, you know, who's on what side doing what. I think Decker actually might have a better game in this one. I don't see Marshall... Doing more than catching, you know, I mean, hasn't he'll Decker catch been the passing. better guy almost most of the time? No, De- not at all. But well, Decker, Marshall didn't look good in the last game. In the last, besides three, that one three, last three weeks, though, I mean, look, because the other thing is that Decker is scoring a touchdown in every game but one. So is Marshall. Yeah. No, Marshall is. It's uh, what, I don't know. What's the, I think six out of nine games for Marshall? Seven out of eight for Decker. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both racking it up. That's you know, and. Uh, I'm but they're the they only ones both, that are. In they that should both be fine in this one. But it was looking like, just from looking at the Texas defense and the yeah. way that they're playing right now, uh, I, 
Well, look, I would almost say that Decker has a better chance of maybe putting up a little more pointage. Where did you see all the attention that was going early in the game when they were attacking on from Cincinnati last week, last night, last week? Uh, <laughs> go, go either way. It, <laughs> Marvin Jones. It, yeah. They were attacking with Marvin Jones. It wasn't attacking downfield with AJ Green. It was attacking yeah. with Marvin Jones. And they lost the game. Guys, stop attacking with Marvin Jones. Good players, start attacking with your weapons. Okay. Agreed. Let's go on to the uh, Texan side of the ball. We cool there. You got. You don't think Ivory's going to do a, have a, have a great I did, game? I did, the Texans seem to hold the you know the Cincinnati running game kind of in check, and they've been a little better against the run. They're going to be at home. I, Ivory has been looking just. I don't know. It looks. It's, it looks like the the, the wheels kind of came yeah. off for a while. I'm, I'm an owner of him. Did you see him last Thursday? He looked awesome. He did that look was great. His, That's, this no, was his, that was his bounce back. The, the, the prior three weeks or whatever, it was like 40 carries for like 46 yards or whatever it was. It was all about getting Mangold back. I'm telling That's, you, getting the, the, that's a yeah. big thing. Now look. But Cologne is gone. Their guard. I think Ivory has better chance also because, look, they do have the extra rest. Okay, this, that's true. That, he's a guy with the violent way that he plays. You get him that extra four days. That's that's basically an extra bye week for him. So I think that he comes out refreshed. I think he probably was hitting a wall. Look, they've been leaning on him a lot because they where they've been trying to go with the offense. It goes back to remember what was the game? I don't know how many weeks ago was the game like thirty whatever carries it was. Yeah. So they've been wearing him, running him hard, and they kind of got the you know. You run that race car, he gets in the red, and you're going to break down a little he's, bit. So. He's also been known to wear down a little bit, and now they lost Zach Stacy for the season. Right. And Bilal Powell will, become, will hopefully be coming back for them, but he's still going to be a little bit... Uh, he's still going to get work. He needed the rest. I, I You know, I'm just torn. I, don't, I, I think that he'll be okay. I like him better in, in matchups coming up for him. I like him when he gets to play against Miami. I like him when he gets to play against some of these other guys that are coming up. I have other options that I can play, like for my team. But I'm, I'm going to go with Legarrette Blunt and Lamar Miller this week over a Chris Ivory. It, it just it makes me wonder a little bit with the Jets because I think they're looking playoffs. You know, they're they're hoping for the, a playoff run here. If they start getting Ridley involved to take a little bit of the onus off of Ivory because they have been overworking him, and Ridley is the same type of of runner. And now he's starting to get a little more familiar with the offense. They lost Zach Stacy. They're probably going to want to get another banger going in there, so he might siphon off some of the the carries there. And I don't know if Ivory's going to have the same type of games they had in the beginning of the year. Let's talk about the Texans. Last night, obviously, it looks like Hoyer uh, might be uh, might be down. That was kind of weird. He looked like he was fine, and then all of a sudden he's walking to the locker room. But that was another concussion thing where he yeah. couldn't remember any of the plays. Told yeah. apparently Bill O'Brien that he couldn't remember the plays. So they uh, had him go to the trainer, and yeah, turns out he had a concussion. You're down. Uh, what's going to happen? The running back situation. I do think Grimes looks like the better guy uh, when, when when you're playing there, but I think you just don't really you just don't really want to have to be playing one of those Houston no. running backs. I, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't touch any of them yeah. with a ten foot pole at this point. And listen, Alfred Blue is the uh, I guess the de facto starter, but that's he's terrible. Really, it's just in it's in paper. It's a paper starter. He will maybe get as many touches or more touches than somebody else. But he, uh, to be quite honest, against this Jets defense, would you want to play any of them? No. 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 So let's not talk Just about Just the pass that. catching back. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, uh, maybe Grimes does, uh, you know, gets a couple of catches. But even then, I don't think the Jets have given up a, 
a, a touchdown to a running back through the air yet this year. So I'm also see, I'm also I just don't understand what's going on with Houston too because did you also hear the rumors with that Bill O'Brien was interested in the Maryland job? Yeah, but what the, this, that came, the Maryland job? the Maryland job. You're talking about it like yes, this came out before the game this uh, on Monday night, and I'm like. Okay, well that's you know weird, and then they they play this great game, but it's like, you know, if if they'll if those type of things I don't get like out, that guy. yeah, I why these anyone these college coaches right, all these college, guys that come from college, and then things aren't going well, and then they start like you know oh, thinking about and, and you got toes in other waters, you got Bobby Petrino, you got Nick Saban, I don't know what you're doing. This is where I'm just saying with Houston. <coughs> Nice. Yeah, Zeus. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was I was just surprised by that Carlos Williams touchdown reception <laughs> and the Taiwan Jones touchdown reception and the Ryan Matthews touchdown reception. So what are you? You're, three. Aller- you're allergic to us. <laughs> the Jets. Defense. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, my bad. My well, bad. The one the one thing I'll say about that is is wasn't he the guy that was there when the when all the Petrino, uh, not Petrino, the uh, the Paterno. Paterno yeah. No, he's the guy that came so, in afterward. He's the guy that came in afterward. Yeah. Did he know the lay of the land there when he came in, or did, did he already come in and then all this no, stuff? No, he was... He, he, uh, I don't he, remember. Paterno might have just wanted to get this flock out of there with that whole situation. I don't know. I was at the schoolyard. Yeah. You were in the I showers. Oh, so to be honest, I cannot remember. I, I'm pretty sure that he had <laughs> just... He had just taken over the job, but he had, you know, but he stayed with it for what was it, like two years, I think, or whatever, and kind of stabilized the program, and that's what got him, you know, the the, the gig. The gig, yeah. So, um, it actually just, brought him back to life. He did, he yeah, did well with that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I don't know that um, that again. I don't know why Maryland would be the the attractive job that you would, let him go. Who right. cares? Go. Right, last thing, I, I mean, I don't know. We could talk about. Uh, John nope. Hopkins, who's a, a stud, you know he'll, he'll be fine. I don't care if he's guarded by Revis anymore. It doesn't matter. Revis is not a, that much of a concern for me. He'll keep you under what you would normally do, maybe, but I, I don't consider him the same Revis Island that uh, he used to be. I, I don't agree. know if you guys are seeing the same thing as and I. And Hopkins dropped a lot of. There was a lot of bad throws. There was a lot of close plays, and there were a couple drops last night that could have. There was also one amazing everyone catch. Everyone was a little bit, yeah. Everyone was a little bit disgusting. It was disgusting, and that listen that had nothing to do with uh, uh, Yates uh, with TJ yeah, no. at all. Yeah, I mean, anybody could have thrown that ball up there, and it would have ended up the same way. By the way, last thing I do want to say about the Texans, and we could probably move on. Yeah, let's move on. I guess. Uh, I did mention in the podcast light Ryan Griffin for a reason. <laughs> he is actually a good tight end, and whether Houston uses tight ends or not, they had to use him, and he's actually a really good tight end. Watch out and see if they start to use that tight end a little bit more because the Jets can be beaten a little bit by the tight end position. Ryan Griffin's a really good one. Uh, just watch out for his name in the future. Love it. Well, last week uh, we talked about this fella and this team and going up against... Uh, the Saints, we knew that Cousins were going to do great this week. Redskins are at the Panthers. And uh, obviously going to be a much different battle for them. Uh, but let's start with the Redskins. What's going on with that offense and situation? I just want to hear Dogmatica say that it's a week-to-week game. And you have to forget about last week when putting together this team's lineup again. <laughs> so right. can you do that? Yeah, no, no. So you got to forget about last week. 
Cousins was going against the Saints last week. It was an obvious no-brainer. I would be playing that guy any time. All right, dude, you get the fucking point here. He's no play this week. He's my second-to-worst quarterback on the list. He's not going to do shit against the Panthers. Uh, D-Jax is going to be covered by Norman all day long, and it's not going to be happy times for him. So, believe me, Cousins is not a good play. I also said last week that Morris had a chance to have his one Good breakout game. Sure enough, he did 100 yards, and that's not going to happen this week either. Also, uh, the best receiver on that team might be the slot receiver this week. No good corners ever go into the slot for them. So Jameson, Jameson Crowder, Crowder could be the receiver if you're starting any Redskin receiver to start. But even that's still a you know hope and a wish and a dart throw. And that was our one big complaint last year about uh, last uh, week about Crowder. It's the only thing he doesn't no do. Tuggies. He doesn't good. score touchdowns. Then it. And sure enough, scores that touchdown. I've, He's a good receiver. He's and a good I, receiver. I remember in the beginning of the year, I was on his jock, and I'm so happy to see him beat out Andre Roberts, get rid of that fuck. That guy's such a piece of shit. I'm a huge fan of Crowder, well, the, and the guy's going to be good for a long time. He's he is going to be he's good a woman beater, which you don't like. You, you know, he's a short guy, but at the same no, time, like he's either. one of these good short guys that's not frail. He's not one of these short guys that's like Victor Cruz body. Yeah. Is that a good or a yeah, bad thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 I don't know what you mean because the news came out today that Victor Cruz is also done for the season. Yeah. So, yes. um, but he's that size. He looks like Victor Cruz. Yeah, you know he does. He, he's, he does. He's, and he wears eighty. I, I look. I look at him being like as Hopefully a, he gets a his Darren own HBO special like Cruz. Did. I look at him as being like a Darren Sproles type guy for the as as, as, as Sproles as the undersized running back. I look at him as a Sproles undersized wide receiver. I yeah, I mean, he's only Sproles five. is a spark plug, and Sproles is like, I don't see Crowder being a guy that's going to get hurt from taking hits. The guy is 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 built. He's he's put together, and he does. He's not like a Dre Archer. He's not like someone that you got to worry about when you see him carrying the ball, or like yeah, even here, like uh, for Chicago, you got the Kadeem Carey. Every time he carries the ball and gets hit, it's like, oh my god, I'm worried for the guy's life. But he gets all fired up. We'll talk I don't about know, him later. like Crowder's that's, that's small. How he covers up his like, are you watching? Like he's he's, small. he's, he's small. five nine, one seventy five. Like he is tiny. Like this guy might break it half at any time. Like I think his pads are just making it look bigger than. No, I, no, no, like I remember him at Duke, and dude was small. But he doesn't take hits, and yeah. there's a different. Yeah, he doesn't take hits. There's a big difference. Yeah, I know what guys. you're saying though. He's got a sturdy body, but he's he's, he's a shorter guy, smaller. Well, what he does do well is he runs routes. He's a professional route runner, and whenever you put a professional route runner in the slot, they can do a ton of damage, especially when they have quicks, a la Wes Welker, a la uh, Julian Edelman, a la Danny Amendola, a la every short receiver you can imagine. Who has extreme quickness? If you say ah not- one more time. We're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send your name to the uh, Homeland Security. <laughs> giggity, 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 <laughs> giggity, goo. Uh, but then there's Jordan Reed, who's I. <laughs> so there's this interesting thing about Jordan Reed. He might be the only player in the league to average less than ten yards a catch and also more than ten fantasy points a game. Dude, he's, when he's in there, he's a machine. I've got him. I've dropped him. I'm not even lying. In one league, I've dropped him and picked him up two or three times. Every time I play him, he scores a touchdown and gets points. Jordan, Jordan I've literally dropped him and re-picked him up twice in this league. Oops, and, but he lights, when he plays, he, he, he lights it up. Is well, he going to do something this week? It's because he goes out you know, every third game, too. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's injured, injured, like, so you got to drop him. But the, thing is, the thing is, you can do that in regular leagues. He's... he's 
horrible guy in dynasty type leagues because would you stop talking about your just not <laughs> I don't have him anymore I traded him I traded him I'm but he's a, he's a tough guy to have in those dynasty type formats because if you're trading for a guy like him then you get production immediately but then you're also going to get stretches of potentially nothing. half seasons and, and whatever of nothing and and then the potential of is the career over or yeah. not and then you have to wait for the comeback from the injury it's it's, it's 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 fancy it's, it's frustrating, it's but fancy when he health. plays, he's, he's a good player. It's too yeah. bad. Too bad these uh, these injury woes and these concussion uh, issues are there because they weren't, or he was on a great team. This is uh, an elite guy. So um, Matt Jones, whoo, holy cow! The RB to own, right? The RB to own because if you look at just the stats from that game, and you look at the number of touches for each of you know the running backs, you're like, oh, is Matt Jones really the guy? He dominated the first quarter and the first two quarters of the game in terms of snaps and touches. And then Alfred Morris came in in that sort of relief role. So if all you're doing is looking through the stat sheet, you know, you could get a little confused, even though you see, like, three for 131 and a tutty in the receiving (laughs) game. (laughs) You could get a little bit confused about the rushing role. Well, listen... Last week was last week. Everybody, even Chris Thompson, had a good game last week, too. (laughs) You know, but it's it's a whole new week, and Matt Jones is the guy to to play over the rest of the crowd. Chris Thompson is right there as well. He's going to get some catches out of the backfield. I have a feeling they're going to be down to the Panthers. They're going to need to throw the ball around a little bit, and with Norman guarding uh, Deshaun and Pierre being very mediocre, uh, I see Chris Thompson doing something. So, other than that, let's move to the Panthers. Yeah, Sex Panther. Cam Newton's a good quarterback. 50% of the time, it works every time. Cam Newton's a good quarterback. Let's see who else on that team you should start. Greg Olson, even though that Washington is very get, tough against tight ends, it's not like you can afford to sit Greg Olson. They were terrible against tight ends last year. They're good this year. You never know. He could, he that's could, why he he could exploit them for what they really are, basically. Is when well, it, the reason why it's normally very bad. And they've been good for a little bit. It might just be bad tight ends playing against them. It could be an exploited, uh, you know, asset for them this week. Quick pyro promo. That's why you do the SOS in the off season before the season, and that's why now you're doing it on a weekly basis. Just posted Dogmaticus SOS between week nine and the end of the season. I think yesterday, maybe Sunday, for Pyro Pro users in your uh, dashboard timeline. On there every week on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, we're posting the strength of schedule that Dog compiles each week moving forward. It's not something that's still lingering over from the off season or weeks ago. Each week, Dog's doing an updated strength of schedule. We are posting that on Pyro Pro for our premium members. Check that out. That's that's a, that's a big step for us. We're now to have a weekly strength of schedule. Holla for a dollar. Nice work, dog. I mean, yeah. but what they did do is they did hold Robin Kinkowski to just four for 47. True. So if there's. What was, mean, the final, what was the final score of that game? Uh, 27 to 10. And how quickly did they go up? Uh, probably within two minutes. Yes. So basically, <laughs> they just don't need to use your bread and butter after you've kicked the shit out of a team. So. <laughs> but Jacob Tammy also did have eight catches for 94 yards, and we know how here's, good he But here's is. the thing exactly. about Olsen Olsen is pretty much going to be matchup proof no matter what because of the fact that they don't have any receivers of note that are going to draw attention. So you mean not Devin Funches? My love, my Funches, my bunches of Funches. And he, but no, it doesn't matter. 
The the the, the fact Kevin is Kevin Funches sucks so bad. Looks better. Looking He's better. He's looking better in the last few yeah. weeks. I, you know, let's wait and see how it all all plays out. He, watch watch him go into the playoffs and be the guy that becomes like a difference maker in their first playoff game with like. 100 yards Does that help touchdown. any of us? No, but it helps, fantasy it helps dynasty owners. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game. Sucking down a Valverde. What Val- a Valverde. Don't worry, Brian, I got a plan. Oh, good, I was afraid you were just going to improvise. Oh, well, actually, I was going to use the little girl as a human shield to run like hell, but uh, improvise, that'll be easier on my back. <laughs> about Jonathan? I, I, I swear to God, I just said that like 20 minutes ago. Quickly, quickly, a Jonathan Stewart. Uh, he's been, up. he's been solid. He's been an extremely solid uh, player. He had a good week last week. Again, he's been getting a lot of touches. I have a feeling he's going to get a lot of touches in this one as well. I mean, Washington is better against the run than they are against the pass, but they're exploitable. And I think that once the Panthers get rolling, uh, Stewart's going to get his. And he's actually, I mean, he had a touchdown last week. He's been getting the touchdowns here and there lately. Which wasn't a norm for him with with Newton obviously uh, ciphering off all of those from him. But uh, what's his touchdown prowess lately? I know he had one last week. Four over the last six games. That's not too bad for a guy who doesn't normally get all the touchdowns in that offense. So this is another one where he he could have a, a pretty good game for you. I'd call him a back end RB one in this game. Sweet. All right, Dallas Cowboys are going to be at the Dolphins. Mr. Tony Romo back in the mix. This is the last game we have at the end, uh, the last game of the morning games on Sunday. Romo, what do you? I think you got him five. Yeah, he's top gonna, five, week one. He's coming back, and he's going to come back with a vengeance, and it's going to be immediate. And he's going to exploit this Dolphins defense for what it is, which is not that good right now. They the are. Dolphins' defense sucks so bad. All right, all right. <laughs> they, they, they really do. You know what? They gave you the um, the energy when they fired Philbin. They gave you a little bit of a blast there for Dan Campbell. It's falling apart, though. That defense, they're not holding it together. Grimes um, is out, too, for the year or just for a little bit? I can't remember if he's out for the year now, but Grimes is out, so... That's Lane Johnson, the biggest caller outer of defensive linemen in the uh, in the NFL these days. A couple weeks ago, he said to Hardy's like he was weird. He's he's like looked like he was out of it for a lot of the games. Sometimes he would play. Uh, today said that uh, um, Sue. He's like Sue just plays when he wants to. Yeah, that's pretty much. That does he's like sometimes he li- gives it everything he got, and then other downs it's like. And, and, and it makes sense. That's you just can see like, it. He's, it the anti, he's the anti-Watt, you know? He's the guy that you cannot have as the focal point. That you, when you pay that guy and you make him the, the anchor of your defense. Highest, highest paid defensive player in the NFL. And you make him become that focal point and, you're, and you don't have. You know, if, if this team had a Zach Thomas... At linebacker, <laughs> they all got to go back to Miami. Yeah, I guess. How, how many other great defensive players uh, that have there been? Jason you know, Taylor. Jason Taylor. Taylor. I mean, <laughs> that's it. Who okay. Zach Thomas? Well, they would say it was the Cameron Wake role, but he's gone for the year too. Hold on, I got to do an old school throwback hottie sister. Zach Thomas's smoke show of a sister got married to Jason Taylor. And then Jason Taylor and Zach were homies, you know, but you you got to be like, he was a little pissed off. Absolutely. He's like, he's like uh, you know, sis, can you not start banging uh, my buddy? It's you not know, the coolest thing to have your buddy banging the female version of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
terrible. I, I, you know what? You always got to feel it every time. Do you a nail search. Just the thing. You After search, she's Z- smoking. Zach Thomas waited, nice work, waited until after the after the wedding. After the wedding, he went up to Jason Taylor and says, "You know that me and my sister have the same eyes." So you realize every time that you're looking into her eyes when you're making love, you're looking at me. That's oh, is, that a, is that a true story? No, just make that shit up. A true story. Annulment. Annulment. I'm out. How about so, who, who's the other one? Is uh, uh, Brady Miller with AJ Hawk's uh, uh, sister? Oh, there's a lot of. Wasn't that the other one? Brady Quinn. Uh, All in the family type thing in, in, yeah. in the NFL, dude. I, I would not want to date uh, AJ Hawks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the other way. Oh my what god. Up? Brent Grimes missed the game with food poisoning. We gotta assume he'd be fine this week, but that's all we know. I thought they said that he'd be gone for a while. Am I wrong on that? I, I guess I'm wrong. We'll he see. was gone for a while. He was in the toilet for a while, but he's back. <laughs> Do you I, got, I got food poisoning a couple weeks ago. It wasn't a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so, besides time. that, I, well, just... Oh, well, that's right. It was. It was just a, in the morning on Saturday or Sunday. That's right. Okay. My bad. So, Antonio Romo to Des Bryant... The Desbians shall reunite. Yes, this week. Let's lick Bimmer. It's good. Yes, and finally now Terrence Williams can go back to actually being somewhat relevant. Like no. I hoped he was going to be. No, as the secondary receiver with a good quarterback. Would you? No. Would you do this? Bit off I can't there? get off of it yet. Stop. It Terrence hasn't been Williams proven. Just a I got seven weeks. I got seven weeks to prove it. And throw them in the water. Seven and weeks. Them and let them out of your mouth. No, 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 no. You Finish. know what? We you we give it seven weeks. I'm not buying anything on Matt Castle and Brandon Whedon and all of this without Des Bryant on on burying Terrence Williams. I'm so not what does he have do to it. do over these seven weeks to be considered a success? He needs to average six catches for seventy yards and about a touchdown every other game. That's so what he needs 42 to do. for 490 and what? Six? Three. Uh, three. three. That will not happen. <laughs> not happen. What, so that's what I'm looking let's for. Go to Ron Ron go. Let's go to Ron DMC. I think you, we all think that a Dez was looking good, a Witten, this is a great thing. Dez looked back. awful last week. Oh, he, looks, he looks awful, but when you get Tore a robot on there, it's going to be a whole different yeah. story. <laughs> now all of a sudden. I just wanted to bring that up. I was well, pissed. Uh, I'm sure you guys well, that last all heard. Play of the game um, the worst play I've ever seen guys do. Your gave up the, the other side of your Colin Kaepernick, Christine Michael. Yeah, gone. They they cut him. They oh, cut yeah. him. Oh. Dude, didn't you hear that? No. Yeah, he's gone. Cut oh. city. Rod Smith time. Rod Smith, the uh, UDFA, is uh, going to be the backup right now to wow. McFadden. So McFadden is. We can't uh, talk about Christine Michael ever again. Nope, he's I done. Know. No. As Cut, right now, they said, he was a, they said he was a locker room cancer, too. They said that he was a problem in the locker room. Wow. That's no good. So, I mean, when you wow. when you are being accused of being a problem in the Dallas locker room <laughs> with all the fucking <laughs> shit that's going on there. So the guy who doesn't yeah, show sorry. up to work and yeah. or meetings and or talk He sticks crap. around, but wow. Yeah, so, uh, all right, so it's the McFadden show, and he's going to get a lot of work, and he should against this Miami Rush D because anybody could pretty much run on them at this point. He's going to have a really good game, plain and simple. It's it. Dallas is going to put together a really nice offensive game. I know it's tough with the first game back for Romo, but he's been practicing. He's been throwing. It's not he like he's just come back coming back stale. Ago. He could have come back two or three weeks ago. Exactly. You know 
that he's been throwing on the side because he just can't come back. Exactly. And you get to see it the way that he, he's like watching all the games on the sidelines. He's, there. he's ready. He'll he's be actually, fine. Guys, he's actually been throwing for a lot less time than you think. But I think they were precautionary, just like, hey, don't even start throwing. But I'm not worried about him. He's going to light it up. I agree. It wouldn't shock me if Jerry Jones uh, cut practice an hour early and said, guys, you guys are cutting practice. Des, Tony's in the backyard. Go, go, go throw go throw with him right now. Uh, you know, uh, Beasley, come on, let's go. And that's what they did. And they leave I, I Terrence Williams going yeah. to the locker room. Yeah, Terrence Williams, yeah. And that's why I mentioned Beasley. Terrence Williams, you don't add anything. It's a yeah. Sorry. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway. Love it. Uh, can't, so, wait, can't wait to wait for later in the year. Roll tape. Roll let's, tape. Talk, let's go to the other side of the ball with the Dolphins. Um, God, man, I was watching that pregame, the Monday countdown, and they were showing some of those replays of just how terrible the center to Tannehill exchanges oh. within the the, the, the five ten yard line. It's incredible. They, like three? They first first team I think in the, ever in there that's had uh, three three sat three safeties yeah. in the in the last three weeks. Three oh, safeties. That's fucked up. No, I didn't. I yeah, the, 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 the snapper like just misses him by a mile it, 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 when they're at the four yard line every time. And it's a safety or a touchdown or something. I, it, you you watch it and you're like. This can't be. It was the come on, man. It's like, come on, man. You know what? It was the same come on, man, for for whatever happened in the uh, Bears-St. Louis game when before they attempted the the, uh, the fake punt in, <laughs> way deep in their own zone, they actually, on the big jumbotron, showed all the fake punts that they had done up until that point in time of the year. Really? That's funky. <laughs> you know, so basically... Because they call- promoting how good they've been at, at yeah. the fake punts. So if the Bears even just needed to, to, to worry about how we're going to defend it, oh, that's what they do. <laughs> just look up at the damn board. I like it. Man. So I could gain 100 pounds and go try out for Miami, pretty much make it as a center there. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much? Yeah. I, I think a couple habits you might have to give up, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe so. One of them is definitely being in that lock that locker room shower. All the time. He's a he's a cancer in the locker room. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know nobody what I mean. mean. I got to make sure nobody's listening. No, you are also going to make sure you don't blast your Frampton. Yeah. Yeah, that'll probably not uh, go over too well either. I'll, I'll give you that. I can just see Dog Man getting back to his locker room, just cranking Footloose and be like, "What's up?" Getting ready to snap a towel on someone's ass. I'll tell you the good news, though. Uh, so I started uh, kind of seeing this this, this girl. I've, I've been watching games with her every Sunday now. This is good news? Yeah, it's good news. I, I, I actually met her at BW3, strangely, but she's a big football fan. She brought her computer in. She's always on the ESPN site. So, so we got to talking and stuff. Cute, cute girl, whatever. Turns out. Her family owns the block that uh, uh, Buffalo Joe's is on in Evanston. Okay. And she gets free food at Buffalo Joe's. So I could gain that 100 pounds. (laughs) For free? Within a year and go trial for the Dolphins next year. Dude, I like it. Can you see if you can go knock one out in the back in that fry room with Buffalo Joe's? I don't know about it. Chris Cut loving? Yeah, she owns the block. She owns the block. You can every every building on the block. Every building on the block. If you can afford PBR, if you get in there, okay, get your stuff on her eggs. Whether it's in a barrel, (laughs) whether it's on a plate, I don't care. Lost this shit down. 
don't oh, matter. Now she can't listen to this. <laughs> I hope she's not. Brisket fries, they taste so good. Houdini's happy his fiance doesn't like football. <laughs> you know, Houdini's girl is at home every night listening to the show. Like, she is, she's just counting up all the little things. The I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. This <laughs> the only one that listens book. is her brother. Her brother listens to it. So oh, he'll be man. the one that's going to have to come after you. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, so Mike. Jarvis Landry Lamar Miller. Squirt that goo upon her eggs. <laughs> what the hell did I just say? I just we, need a, we need a break. Thought yeah. I figure I got a few days of free booze and free food before they kick me off. I can use a vacation. Oh, yes, because you've got such a heavy workload around here. Mm. How are you, uh, how are you coming on that novel you're working on? Huh? Got a big, uh, big stack of papers there? Got a, got a, got a nice little, nice little story you're working on there? A big, big uh, novel you've been working on for three years? Huh? Got a, got a compelling protagonist? Yeah, got a, uh, got an obstacle for him to overcome? Little story brewing there, working on, working on that for quite some time, huh? Yeah, talking about that three years ago. Yeah, been working on that the whole time. Nice little uh, narrative, uh, beginning, middle, and end. Some friends become enemies. Some enemies become friends. Yeah. At the end, your uh, main character is uh, richer for the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to no, no. You you deserve some time off. <laughs> Balvary. Oh, I know it hurts now, Brian, but look at the bright side. You have some new material for that novel you've been writing. You know, the novel you've been working on. You know, the, the one uh, you've been working on for three years. You know, the, the novel. And got something new to write about now, you know. Maybe uh, maybe your main character gets into a relationship. And suffers a little heartbreak. Something like uh, what, what you've, been, you've just been through. Draw from a real-life experience. Little, uh, little heartbreak, you know, Stop. work it into the story. Make those characters a little more three-dimensional. Little uh, richer experience for the reader. Make those second hundred pages really keep the reader guessing what's going to happen. Some twists and turns. Little epilogue. Everybody learns the hero's journey isn't always a happy one. Yeah, I look forward to reading it. Situation. Oh, gosh. Rich. Rich. I think he is Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Remember that episode 200 when we talked about how we brought oh. Dog back from uh, from San Diego? I think it's a conversation Stas and, uh, and Mike Spike Jones I had. Like, what's he doing down there? I think he's like writing a novel or something. <laughs> oh, okay, so we can get him back. <laughs> <laughs> Like 10 targets a game. Uh, he's pretty good. He's also getting carries. He's averaging like eh, like seven touches a game. 
pretty good at football right now. So you should probably start him. And then there's like Lamar <laughs> Miller, who's also you know just been getting touches and scoring touchdowns left and right, and has a great matchup against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are pretty good against the pass game, so I do worry a little bit about Jarvis Landry. But I don't think there's anybody in the corner, anybody in that secondary who can cover in the slot. So not too worried about Jarvis. You know, a little bit concerned for Rashard Matthews though, uh, and the rest of the sort of passing game. But it's just Jarvis Landry and uh, Lamar Miller show this week. I think I fully agree with you on that one. I, I, I don't see uh, Cameron doing. Oh, a whole lot either. How? When? Ha- what was the last what time? He <laughs> yeah, I, I look, but Rashard Matthews, come on. Not this week. Not this week. This is not. This is not quite the week for somebody like him. Uh, not not against this deep, but uh, I, I like you said. I, I agree. Landry is going to have uh, the show in this one, but it the, the deeper type stuff. The, even the intermediate stuff doesn't work all that much. It's going to be Landry working a lot of that underneath shit, and it's uh, it's going to work for him. And uh, like you said, of course, I think Lamar Miller has an outstanding game in this one too. He finally has emerged and and has. Is, is on display now on a weekly basis. He is. And, uh, Except the Jays looked better. And J- Jays looked fucking well, awesome, well, too. He was, in my, he was in my waiver wire pickup this week, and I, I think that the performances that he's now done in the, in the past couple weeks has earned him the point where he is now going to see at least 8 to 10 touches, and if he continues to perform the way that he has on the 5 to 6 touches that he's been getting... He'll then turn that into ten to twelve touches. Agreed. Um, you know, and again, when you look at the fact that they don't really have all these other great playmakers uh, at the wide receivers that had that they thought that they did, um, you know, and again with with the ineffectiveness of uh, Jordan Cameron, I, you know, a giant maybe even someone that they may even dabble because you're gonna have to figure things out. If you got two solid running backs, can you can you at all play them at the same time? If one of them can be a wide receiver, now are you going to? Miller, Miller can split out and, and do some wide receiver they work. They did a lot, and of they that. did do that. A, a and I think that's the week. that's the way that I would do it. And, and if you do that, and you're putting Lamar Miller out into the pattern, then it almost kind of signals to the defense that they may even think that, oh, okay, well now they're not going to be running the ball, and that's where you can even get some real sneaky yards from a giant. That's true, and a and a giant is good. He's a really good running back, and uh, this offense has a lot of promise to it. And uh, against the Cowboys' defense that's susceptible against the run, I think both of them could have good games, Lamar Miller especially. So even though like J.J. was a great receiver in college, a great sort of multi-purpose back that sort of do it all, he has yet to be targeted in the passing game, which is something I sort of find surprising. And Lamar Miller is just soaking up targets in the passing game. So I wonder how they're going to kind of balance that and how their play calls will eventually change with, you know, the growth of a Jai skill set. Well, that's why I think that the, the logical thing is if you do play them both in the backfield together, that you're going to split Miller out and leave a Jai in there and confuse defenses. So we'll and see how it works. But let's be smart also, pe- people, that uh, a Jai is a pickup. He's a guy to be looking after, but... It, Temper your expectations and don't expect this guy to be going in there and lighting up right. your lineup. If you're in a deeper league, if you've got a lot of players on bye, if you've been hit by these rash of injuries at the running back position, okay, you got to consider this. But uh, until the uh, the smoke clears a little bit on what's going to be happening with this offense, Ajay's a good guy to have uh, to see where it goes, but... Um, no, don't he's, don't expect that much. He's a foreshadow guy, but he's playing behind one of the guys that's the best, one of the best running backs in football right now. So 
when you're playing behind one of those guys, you don't get as many uh, opportunities. So, you know, but if you're a Lamar Miller owner, uh, I would definitely be running out and grabbing him as, as, a, as a handcuff just to stash so that you have it if you have the space on your roster. Nice. Let's go to the first game of the second round of games. And, of course, we've only got three of them. Good grief. But uh, Chiefs at Chargers. Let's start with the Chiefs. Another barn burner of a game. God, we got uh, everybody in this game, you know. Chuck Hendrick uh, West. That's the game. Listen, the kid is getting volume and a half at this point, and he's doing really well with it. I think he's got uh, three straight 100-yard games. He's got, uh, or something like that, he's got at least Total yards. Okay, total yards. 18-plus fantasy points in the last three straight games. He dropped, Is that correct? 30, he dropped 33 on me in one league. Yeah, yeah. 18 in the last three in standard scoring leagues. Uh, over 100 total yards in the last three games. And one of them was against Denver? That, Denver. That, that unbeatable defense that, for some reason, the Bears can't do something against? Charkandrick West and the Chiefs offense? Yeah, Matt Forte slow. I mean, maybe who is Jeremy Langford in there. <laughs> It might. Here's the thing. We it might be. Do you want to know who Charger gets to play against? A very weak Charger defense. Yes. Oh, uh, you mean a like the worst? The weakest. Yeah. It's it's going to be a good time for uh, Charkandrick. Uh, and I, if you grabbed him early in the year, you're very happy about it right now. He's <laughs> been outstanding this year. So he's a great play. I could actually see Alex Smith being a decent play this week. I don't think it's going to be outstanding, but I think it's going to be a decent play. Is he top for 10 for you right now? He's not top end. No, he's not. He's not a. He's not a QB one for me. But if you're hurting and need something, and you need a streamer, like because you're you don't have your Eli, you don't have your Breeze this week, or you don't have your Roethlisberger, uh, then uh, it's not a terrible guy to just go out and grab for the shits and giggles. Listen, Sharkhandrick West is a top ten running back rest of season. Period. Like, you play him each and every week. Stop asking questions about Charcantric West and whether you should play him or not this week. Do the can-can and do a little Charcantric West. And have birthday! Now you can whore yourself out to a thousand fat chicks for 50 bucks a piece. Fat chicks need love, too. Who has the top easiest schedule, rushing schedule, for the rest of the season? That would be Charcantric West. Period. And uh, It's the West. That's going to be a good one for you guys. Oh, God, Other than that, I, I, I mean, have I had Niall Davis on every one of my teams for when what's his name went down. <laughs> for the last three years, you've had Niall Davis on your team. Such a yeah. bummer. Wasn't even so, active last week, right? Wasn't they, even they, active. They put him inactive, so it, that, that was fun for all you Niall Davis owners. Yeah, you can pretty much drop him real quick. Off. <laughs> so I I guess the 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 good segue into the Chargers is the tight end situation. Kelsey does okay versus the Chargers, but he doesn't seem to score touchdowns against them. He'll catch four to six, maybe if, maybe even a, a, a you know seven balls this week. But he's having a tough time getting the end zone against the Chargers. They know that he's one of their biggest threats, uh, so they're going to pay special attention to him. You can do something against the Chargers normally as a tight end, but I'm not sure that Kelsey gets it done against them. He's going to be paid special attention to. This week, I think they may go one on one when it comes to uh, Macklin this week. So uh, he'll get his catches. It'll be tough to come by because uh, it'll probably be Flowers or, or something against him, uh, is my guess. So, I mean, I think Macklin will be okay, but I don't think he's going to outstanding play. Moving over to the Chargers side of the ball, Antonio Gates. They just had a bye. 
he should have gotten hopefully a little bit more healthy. And I, I'm not sure if uh, Ladarius Green actually comes back or not. I haven't heard a single word about it, to be quite honest. But Gates, I don't want to say he has the Chiefs number, but the Chiefs normally let up the least amount of catches to tight ends in the entire league. However, Antonio Gates seems to always do something against him. He'll get a touchdown. He'll have three or four catches, but one of them will be for a touchdown. Or he'll happen to go off for a bunch of catches, six or seven catches, and get you 70 or 80 yards or something like that. That's what he normally does against them just because he's, he's used that way against them, and he can be used that way against them. He has their number a little bit, but I wouldn't expect the world out of him either. But wouldn't you expect a little bit more than what you normally get in a normal matchup? Because in this matchup, there's no Keenan Allen. In this matchup, you got no Malcolm Floyd. Uh, you have pretty much lost all your other weapons. There was the thought that if Ladarius is there, they're going to run, be running a lot of two tight end sets. And, you know, so to me, I, I look at it that I, I think that we talk about who could be the guy that could get peppered. Well, I would think that Gates could be a guy that could get peppered just because of the familiarity with uh, Rivers and Gates between them, uh, knowing that, you know, who's he looking at out there, that, that anybody that he trusts to throw the ball to. And Stevie Johnson has not taken advantage of his opportunities as much as you would think, you know. So I think he'll still have chances in this game. But when I look at, yeah, I know they may be tough on it. I just think that when Rivers has got to throw to someone, he's going to either throw it to the two people he trusts most. And I see a lot of passes going toward Gates, and I see a lot of dump-offs going toward Woodhead. And Steve Johnson. It's just going to be, like, they're all three going to be highly targeted. Let's see. Uh, Antonio Gates played four, four, what, four games this season. Uh, been targeted over 11 times in three of them. So, yeah, he's going to see a boatload of targets, but he could catch, like, seven or eight for 70. Like, he's not going to gain a ton of yards. He's going to have one of those low yards per catches. He's going to be that quick little under... This is going to be the dank and dunk game like it always is. Dank and dunk is San Diego's mantra. <laughs> <laughs> dank and dunk. It's just I not, it's just not a saying, dank. but you've made it yours. I love it's it. It's mine. <laughs> it's totally yours. It. The dank is mine. I own it. you got to pay for it. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, the, the, the Chiefs have given up like... A, in combined 82 catches over the last two seasons combined to tight ends. I, I think there might even be a team that's given up like 82 catches already this season. Uh, you know, they just don't give up. No, not maybe not quite, but kind of close. They, they just don't give up a lot of catches to tight ends, plain and simple. If Ladarius Green is back, that spreads it even thinner. But the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why, is because they put on a pass rush. And you need a tight end to help out on that offensive line. Plain and simple. If they don't have Ladarius Green back, it'll be, uh, what's his face? Not Daniels. Uh, it's Jeff something. Whatever. He actually had a really good game earlier this year for uh, San Diego when both of them were up. Either way, they need a blocking tight end in there. And if Ladarius is not back, I don't. See, Gates is going to have to be used to at least brush off a defensive end, and he won't be able to get out into his pattern that quickly. So it's not going to be a great game for him. It's it, listen, he like you said, maybe six or seven catches at the most, and maybe 60, 70 yards off of that. Or maybe he catches three or four passes for forty yards, and luckily gets a touchdown for you. I'm I'm just saying. Temper your expectations a little bit because it's the probably the toughest type of matchup he has in the, uh, in the in the year. End of story when it comes to San Diego. 
Uh, it's going to be a Woodhead show. He's going to get a lot of work out of that backfield. I don't see Gordon doing a whole hell of a lot in this game. Where do you uh, got Kate Woodhead is, right now? Ranked? Uh, I think it's like 19 or 19-ish. 19, 18, 19, 20. I can check real quick. And I have Gordon down around the 30s. Uh, he hasn't been getting a lot of play lately, and I don't see him getting it. I have Woodhead at 19, and I have Gordon at uh, 31. It's a really weird, weird week for uh, running backs, and you'll see when you uh, go, to our, go to the site and sign up. So you can see all the... Uh, Love it. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll say about uh, Kansas City and talking about Gates. I went to school at the University of Kansas. Oh, Gates Barbecue. If any of you guys are out there and you love pyro and you want to send us an overnight order of Gates uh, chicken or ribs from Kansas City, it's so good. I'll take some rib, burnt ends. I'll take some rib uh, chips, whatever you got. So good, KC Barbecue. Last thing. And you'll be happy that I'm mentioning this, Houdini. All right. For uh, dynasty owners, I guess Gates went up to, and I'm sure you heard the stag party. Uh, Gates went up to Malcolm Floyd and said, "Hey, buddy, you do not want to go out of your career on a note like this. Come back next year with me." Ooh. Which basically means that Gates is basically playing another year, and it also means, of course, doesn't mean all that much. But probably Floyd will be playing another year as well. But it also means he's going to be out for the rest of this year. Well, look, this has been like a, a lost season through all the injuries and all the other crap that's going on. You also have all the things that are hanging over their heads. Are they still going to be in San Diego next Come year? Come with me to Los Angeles. That's what yeah. I think it's all about. <laughs> Basically. So, you know, but if, but if you're going to get one more year, you know, I, you know, it could be one of those things. You know, when you're – it depends. It, it's hard. I can't say it. I was never a professional athlete, so I don't know what it's like when – you know, you've been going through the grind of everything, and you, you, you know, you're, you're thinking that this is going to be your last year, and then to to have it stop short with an injury. Let's let's throw another guy into that into that river raft. What about Wait, what on, about Steve Smith? Were... What about Steve Smith? Is he done or is he no, going to come, come back? Got to come back. Gotta come back. Too. See, right. So you can't go out on an you injury can't go out like, like that. that. I agree. The two guys that went into this year saying this is my last year, 100 percent. Steve Smith and Malcolm Floyd both got injured right they in the middle of the year. Back. They're gonna come back. They gotta come back. Just the way it is. Malcolm Floyd didn't get as much press though. As no, as not as nearly. Well. Of course. Uh, but like the big press not. is Gates saying, "Come yeah. back for one more sure. year." I thought you were a professional bowler or a cribbage player. You were one both. of those. Both. Part of the, both. both. I think both. you said you've never been a professional player. You're a professional. Uh, professional athlete. I said. Oh, bowling, okay. Professional uh, as much as I love bowling, player. and I'm and I. I will not consider myself an athlete because I can roll a ball professionally down a lane. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Bull, he's bowler, great bowler, we just though. lost our entire professional bowling audience. You know what? Like, who thinks it's a sport? Our professional bowling audience want to challenge me to a sport? You know, like, I'll, Do you I'll remember in the game, we're like, yeah, we'll beat you in this. We'll beat <laughs> yeah. you in basketball. Hoodie's like, poker, darts, right. bowling, right. curling, cribbage. You do know that band in college is considered a sport? Really? Yeah. Band? Yeah, to be like the bar front coordination band to be in that. It just takes rhythm, not coordination. Well, I, I've said on this podcast many times, at KU, uh, my elective, each year you're able to do elective. Bowling was mine. you got to do four of them. All four were bowling. On campus, you could drink during the class. I did it at Michigan State. Though. Freshman year, drinking. Like, yeah, two beers. I get the credit for this shit. Hot <laughs> broads everywhere, bowling. We didn't it was have a party. Beers. 
but uh, on I campus, can't say I was ever there only, sober either. Only but place to get beers on campus at KU was in the bowling alley. I'm, I'm the, probably the only person that makes bowling into where you can call it a sport. Because I'll go and it was like you could go in on a Saturday morning and I'd go in and I'd rent the lane for an hour. So I want to bowl as many games as I can get done in an hour. My record was I bowled eight games in an hour. Really? So that's an average. What was your best score on this? That's not easy. No. I mean, I'm basically as, as fast as that ball return will get to me. So you're playing with two balls. You're not even no, waiting. No. Are you double balling, bro? You're double no. Balling. No. I'm waiting for the, I have to wait for the, to, 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 to the, to the, the pins to reset and the ball to come back. I just, One lane? One lane. Not, I, I rent the lane, one lane for an hour and I'm just, I'm, and I'm dripping in sweat when you're, when you're done with that. Now, on average, I would normally go and I would still, people are looking at me like I'm crazy would always usually bowl either five or six games in an, in an hour. Well, yeah. sometimes... So one game every ten minutes. But as quick as you speak sometimes, I'm actually not surprised. No! <laughs> I, he came over one know, time where we met on like a Saturday at 10 to do some pyro work. And he's like already in a sweat. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, what, what are you doing? It's like, oh, yeah, I've already bowled like seven lanes. Seven <laughs> rounds this morning. I'm like, what? Talk about speaking fast, though. I was at the Boston Market. And uh, I was getting uh, some food a couple weeks ago. Where's this story going? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, and fast for some talking. reason, I walked out with McDonald's. No, like, fast happened? talking. This is the, the the girl, and I went there before, and I know that she just did not listen to me. And I'm just like, when I go to order fast food, I'm coming in straight with my order, and I'm coming in hard. I'm not wanting to repeat myself. So, but I do talk fast. And I don't recognize that I talk fast all the time. You know, it's, just, it's part of who I am. So I walk in. She goes, hi, can I help you? I said, yes, I would like a turkey carver combo on wheat, no tomato, with a side of the cream spinach for here. And she goes, huh? <laughs> so she's like, you want mac and cheese? Done. Done. She goes, you're lucky I was listening because you really talk fast. I go, yeah, but I'm very articulate. Let's go. Give me my order. I know what I want. Listening's right. a skill. Last thing said on the Chiefs-Chargers <laughs> game, and then we'll move on. Okay. Um, I do believe that the Chargers receivers will actually do pretty good in this one. The Chiefs' uh, defensive backfield is pretty darn bad. Stevie Johnson should have a pretty decent game in this one, and don't be shocked if Inman actually catches about five, six passes, to be quite honest. And if they lose another game that's close and it just doesn't. It seems to be some boneheaded plays happening throughout. You might see Philip Rivers' head implode. Dontrell Inman had a great end of the season last year, and the same sort of situation came about. So don't be surprised if something starts to happen with him. Nice. Let's go to Packers are going to be at the Vikings. Um, you know, quick thing I'll, I'll mention: quick pyro promo. Uh, check us out on Facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. Check us out on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one AC. You can check out Pyromaniac Mo also on Twitter. He has a good time over there, and that's Pyromaniac Mo as you would imagine it. No numbers, no mumbo jumbo. Check that stuff out. Let's do this. Move on. Packers at Vikings. Did I tell you I joined Twitter the other day as Pyromaniac Ho? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's a parody account for Mo. I haven't actually started it yet, but I'm going to next week. <laughs> That's funny. I like it. Let, was there anything know, in that box? Let me know if you need some help. Home. Okay, good. Uh, Packers. So, I assume you guys all have a little something to say about the Packers. All the, the, the first thing I want to say, and maybe I'll say something later, they have been determined, and all the numbers were computed up, as being the slowest 
God damn it, dog, stealing my thunder. All right, go ahead, go ahead. I won't even, I won't even continue with it. Go ahead. No, 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 go no, ahead. Say it. No, no, no. no. I, 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 I don't want it. Damn it, dog. Thunder it up, brother. Thunder it up. The slowest wide receiver core in the National Football League with their tight end and top three wide receivers. Uh, that, you know, Devontae Adams, pretty slow as a 4-5 guy. Uh, definitely missing Jordy Nelson, how we were talking about Jordy Nelson, missing that verticality we in the offense. We talked about that in the pyro, uh, pyro uh, light. How yeah. we talk, that's what's missing from their offense. We're talking about how they can't, you know, how uh, Denver can't throw deep anymore. Neither can this Packers th- team, and it's for two totally different reasons. Yeah. And one can't throw, one can't run. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And you lost, and, and you lost Ty Montgomery, who gave you the other uh, potential for uh, at least for. A and, yeah. And, uh, Janice is a is a faster guy. Montgomery's a faster guy. But they're not getting the snaps. Yeah, and yeah. they just aren't getting the snaps because they're not that good of receivers. They're, because they're too raw. It's yeah. tough, you know. Yeah, even Cobb, Cobb is a four-five split guy. James Jones is a four-six guy, uh, it's, and it's just not. It and, just, and, and think of it this way: too. it's I too mean, slow. Of a, a you want to know who's probably one of the, Aaron Rodgers. You want to know who's one of the fastest guys? Probably than James Starks is probably faster than a bunch of those guys. It's it's probably pretty close. And and the other problem is, and this is where they're, they're not getting the benefit because you know even though James Starks has been by far. So much better than Eddie Lacy, even when both have been healthy so far this year. The fact is, is that at least when Lacy was healthy and was producing the years past, you got respect from defenses that had to pay attention to him and, and, and give that respect. When it's James Starks in there, he's able to put up a lot of yards and stuff because they don't give him respect. Yeah, and because they're just they're making you let James Starks beat us, and it's and, and then what that does is they're saying. We are going to take out, take away all of your weapons, and now that they don't have the threat of Rodgers being able to throw over the top on them, defenses have been able to sink down. Now, you look at this defense that you got in Minnesota, and you got a good defense in Minnesota. They're able to put pressure on the quarterback. you got smart linebackers. you got veteran smart linebackers, guys that can get out there and cover their ground still, and you got hard hitters High on the hitters. back end. So when you got those guys on the back end that are hitting guys and laying wood to them, and when you don't have wide receivers that can run away from them, those hits could potentially wear on you throughout the game. And this is the problem that Rodgers is having. These guys are not getting a big separation. So they're having to catch the ball in tough traffic and in tough windows and take hits at contact. And you know what starts happening? Guys start getting worried because they're getting hit all the time. Plain and simple. It, this is not going to be an easy game for the Packers. Uh, uh, listen, I, I've been kind of on the Rodgers is get, is getting angry and it's got to get back on track and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm just not so sure anymore, especially after I, I hate to say that, especially after those numbers came out. This really is a slower offense than he's used to playing with. He's used to playing with a much faster offense. I, I, granted, I, I, a couple of these guys are kind of new or back to it. You know, James Jones is older, of course. Uh, Cobb has been beaten up over time a little bit, and Devontae Adams is only a couple years into the league. And, and he's, he's still coming back from the ankle injury and making and sure he's, he's coming, yeah, exactly. make sure he's 100. percent yeah. So it's it's just uh, I mean it, it's uh, granted you could th- listen. There are certain guys that you could throw anybody into the offensive set that they're in, and it'll work. Tom Brady. Case you know a case in point this year, any other year. Uh, Peyton Manning. There's been a lot of guys that have. Uh, just been in and out of his offense, and they've all done well. And usually it's the same thing with Rodgers. But for some reason, it's not clicking this year. 
Uh, the offensive line hasn't been uh, very good at all. They aren't giving him time to do anything. And Rodgers is pushing it a little bit too much. So until he gets a hang of what he has to do and the receivers get a hang of what they have to do within this offense, it's going to be tough going for him. And this is not going to be a, an easy game to get it back on track. This Minnesota defense is fucking awesome. And they're hyped up because this is now the two losses for the Packers. Now you've opened the door. The Vikings are actually playing for a chance to 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 win the division the for the division. first time in two. ages. And you got you got Adrian Peterson, who everyone was so worried about, and then busts off the huge one a week for me. Thank you very much. I was my fiance goes, "What the fuck is wrong?" With Adrian Peterson just went eighty fucking yards for a damn touchdown. He's for real. He can run on this. Packer defense. Oh, yeah. So they're going to be able to apply plenty of pressure in this game on them, even if they don't have the passing attack that's been working at all consistently or well or anything. Because the fact is, the Packers are not running up the score on people anymore. They're just, they're, they're kind of hanging in games with everyone. And this is going to be one of those games where they're, where they're hanging around. And, and the thing is that it's in Minnesota. So I think that this gives, you're going to have that, that huge home crowd advantage. I think if they're if they can get Adrian Peterson established early on the Minnesota side, you really can put apply a lot of pressure and let your defense kind of put their flip their ears back and let's just go and rush the quarterback and, and, and try to make some some crazy shit happen. Because once again, I just think that this running game for the Packers is going to have a hard time getting established on the road in Minnesota. Listen, you, you're not going to sit Aaron Rodgers. No, he can't. And I mean, he's the third-rate quarterback, even with how bad he's been. Like, he's, yeah. he's still putting up points. 21 touchdowns, three interceptions, averaging 250 yards a week. And while they're not running up the score and running up and down the field like we were promised because they're going to play fast, it's hard to play fast when everybody on your team is slow, apparently. Yeah. Well, But you know what, though? He's just, the thing in fantasy, he's just not giving you those huge winning... I won my week because I have Aaron Rodgers. He, he did it once. Where, uh, I have Eli Manning. You know, if people who have Eli Manning, you have won three weeks because of Eli Manning, but you've also lost probably two or three weeks because of Eli Manning. Listen, there are a bunch of players that you hope for garbage time points from. Yeah. And you get them sometimes and you don't get them sometimes and you take the good with the bad and it's okay with it. Aaron Rodgers was never one of those type of guys where you're like, I hope for garbage time points for him. But that's what he's been doing lately. Yeah. He's been getting four touchdowns and 330 yards passing, or last week, three touchdowns and 330 yards passing, or whatever it was, uh, because it's in garbage time. Yeah. And he's been doing that for a couple weeks now in a row, a couple, few weeks in a row, and that's not normal out of him. No, he's normally the one that's resting for the last a half of the quarter or whatever, and not getting out there and throwing anything when he already has 310 yards and three touchdowns. But I will tell you. If you can have Aaron Rodgers on your team and he's getting garbage time points, you're a happy fantasy owner because that is a huge bonus. Whatever he gets in the first half and the first three quarters may not be the greatest what you're expecting, but if they're down, which they have been, you're going to get a monster load of points. And and the fact is you can't bench him because he's Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. and he can still give you a four or five touchdown game potential. So you've got to play him. Uh, what about Devontae Adams? Finally looking back to a little bit of health. Got targeted a boatload last week, but only caught... Seven. Eight. Ten. Eight, was it? Ten? Ten huh. for 79? Was it ten for 79? I thought it was... 
Pretty okay. sure. No, I had him on my team. I thought, yeah, I thought he only I thought it was like seven for 93. You thought seven. I thought I got eight. seven for 93 out of my mind. All right, let's do wheel. Uh, Who's this, right? This, Who's this, right? I go to Houdini. Seven Price is right. Price is right. Let's see. Who can do this? This is the showcase. Seven ninety-three. That's my guess. I'm not even going to look. You guys can look. <laughs> is that even right? Here, while no. you're, while, while, for your listening pleasure, <laughs> while you guys live. What kind of gifts have boys gotten for you, Meg? Oh, well, my boyfriend, Prince William, got me this beautiful watch and this diamond tiara and this wonderful scepter. <laughs> she needs to get laid big time. Okay. Fifteen bucks, little man. Put that shit in my uh, hand. He was you, you for... <laughs> oh, Jesus, man, nice work. I didn't, um, I didn't know you were I, rapping. I didn't bet you were rapping. <laughs> uh, Jay and Silent Bob, no? Uh, I like it. Uh, 21 uh, targets? I, I 21 targets. Holy crap. Only caught 10 for 79. But that brings his target total in five games to 47. <laughs> Jesus. Good well, I, I'll, I'll tell you. Wow. 21 targets. That's about the worst output of 21 targets you could ever imagine. Still. I'm pretty like sure. PPR, it's nice. But 79 yards on 21 targets? Him and Danny Amendola had the exact same stat line last week, except with a incredibly different number of targets. Yeah, pretty much. And Amendola, uh, Amendola, you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Edelman, stat. which we'll talk about in a minute. All right. So, all right. Moving let's on. Talk, from let's talk quickly. Back. We got Bridgewater's back. Um, played. So we got to think the cobwebs will be even a little more cleared off for this game. Uh, Packers. You don't are, have the are, crazy wind that we had in that last game either, although it didn't seem to affect the other side of the field. Okay, so all right, a- AP is what we all thought he would be, and whenever he, you know, you, you think that something's wrong with him, whatever, he proves you wrong. He is leading the league in rushing yards by like 150, and he's already had his bye week, so he's a game under some uh, some some guys out there. So uh, listen, the guy's a fucking monster, and he will be for the rest of the year. Believe you me, the guy's a stud. But here's the here's the thing that you want to pay attention to is Diggs. Diggs all of a sudden is being, and this happened the last couple weeks, like I talked about a couple weeks ago, he's going to be treated like the number one receiver on that team. You start to get treated by the like the number one receiver, all of a sudden your numbers go down. And that's what happened to him. Plain and simple. And uh, listen, the guy who might actually start to benefit from this... Mike Wallace. Charles Johnson. Oh, the real Coming back surgeons. into prominence. He is a better receiver than Mike Wallace, and I think everybody knows it. And we've all known that. Plain and simple. If Diggs is going to start getting treated like a number one, Charles Johnson is the one who's going to start getting more passes to him. Maybe they run some three-wide sets, and Charles Johnson gets a little more action. What did he get last game? I know you're looking at something right there. I can tell you're about to speak. Nope, I'm letting you talk. Okay. But I'm looking for your Charles Johnson numbers. Okay, but he, he did. He started to get a few more targets last week. He looked a little more impressive. Diggs, yeah, he can make a play or two here and there. He's got the speed and he's got some moves, but he doesn't have the wherewithal yet to be a number one receiver. You get guarded by a number one uh, cornerback in this league. Sorry, but it's going to be tough goings for you unless you're Amari Cooper. And even then, we were complaining about that about two hours yeah. ago. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, Stephon right. Diggs is, is going to be okay, but don't expect a world out of him from here on out. He proved himself to be the best receiver on this team. But as soon as you do that, all of a sudden you get treated like it, and your numbers go down. Uh, Charles Johnson is averaging one catch, but 
one catch a week for the last three weeks, but every single one of those catches has gone for over 20 yards. He has a 21-yard catch, a 35-yard catch, and a 25-yard catch. How many hey, targets? Uh, five targets over the last three weeks. What about Wallace? Five targets total over the last three weeks? Yeah, he's, pro- he's proven to be the vertical. That team just doesn't throw enough. Yeah, I know. You know the ball, they're they're slowing the game down with AP. They're right. not playing up tempo at all. Well, this let's, is, let's let's be honest though. People who are actually considering playing a Charles Johnson have yeah. to be in a deep league. Yeah, it's true. true. Now, Plain okay, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the card. Yes, I have him, and I and I have the choice because I got the. Uh, uh, Martavis and I got all these guys on by, and we start three wide receivers and a flex. So I'm I'm still going to throw Kamar Aiken in there over a Charles Johnson. I'm agreed with that. I'm going to tell you right now, Kyle Rudolph is still wants to put a a, a knife through his heart after dropping. That. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, that is the kind of drop uh, that you were just like when you drop that one, you kind of want. Where's the closest break? Can I, I just want to be an ostrich to put my head under the ground because he literally catches everything, everything. I don't, don't want to hear that, that from you over there. ever again. again. Never again. Ever again. I don't want to he hear that statement from you after yeah. seeing that. I'm he's sorry. That's a schoolyard. That was a schoolyard catch. By the way. Like, that's the good. one you throw to the yeah. fat kid to win the game. I did like, call Red Ellison last run, week, by the way. He should have run down the damn tunnel after that. You know, the, the, Hi, get me out of here. You suck. I mean, what was he? What was he looking for? Where? Which side he was going to do his touchdown dance on? He was I mean, looking for who was going to ODB him. Yeah, <laughs> who was going to knock it out of his hands? Apparently, he looked uh, like Tyler Eifert. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Eifert looked terrible. Everyone's all high, and Eifert he finally gets his moment to be on Monday Night Football. That guy's not happy right now. Um, all right, let's go. Let's move on. We'll move go on. To, we'll go to the last game of the afternoon games: 49ers at Seahawks. What used to be uh, a great barn burner and probably one of the games of the year. Uh, I don't know. I could, I could see the Niners beating them. Yeah, seven three. Yeah, <laughs> like this is gonna be one of those ugly slugfests. I want nothing to do with but sleep through in the mid afternoon. <laughs> Done. Yeah, this is like where that. Uh, this, this is where Houdini gets all of his waiver wire written up <laughs> while this game is on. I'm definitely like you. I'm napping. I'm like sitting there, I just ate a shitload of food, I'm probably haven't drank enough water, it's like snoozing every once in a while. You know, it's like, it's, it's one thing is, it's, it's kind of cool, and then it's annoying, right? As I always complain about the way that they, they schedule all these games, the three games in the afternoon is great, because I can have, I got the one TV I bring out, and the TV, the big the screen with the picture in picture, so I get all three games going at, at once. But, again, even still, there are times where they're all on commercial, it's, it's just We don't do commercials here, so you're going to have to look at Scott Hansen for the next 20 seconds. I fucking hate that guy. That guy's such a D-bag. <laughs> Is that the guy that you used to love? No. The, the, the NFL Red Zone? Well, no, I don't love him, but he got ripped on by one of his uh, one of his coworkers. They said he drives around USC campus in his Porsche. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's a real hotshot driving around in his Porsche. You guys know who I am? No, we don't. Fuck off. I'm on the Red Zone. My wallet's in my other raincoat. <laughs> Goats, bags. <laughs> How about, you know, just talking about the 49ers. Are they going to get Carlos Hyde back? You know, because we already know that Blaine Gabbert's starting a quarterback, so that has, you know, tons of excitement for guys like uh, everyone in that passing game. I mean, the only guy you can maybe like now in that passing game is Garrett Selleck. Oh. <laughs> 
So, the real question is, is Carlos Hyde coming back to be a flex option for you? Or is... Hopefully not. I mean, you don't even want to play him this week, yeah. even if he comes back. No, you don't. So, the, I don't... Yeah, I basically don't... I, I'd say... Let's, I'm just going to put it out there, and let's move on to the other side of the wall. I don't think you can play a 49er in this game. I don't... I mean, you could be taking a deep shot on Torrey Smith, but, like, that's just another one of those dart throws you're hoping for a long touchdown, and he hasn't really proven that Darts. in all this season, or you're hoping for a ton of volume from Antoine Bolden. That you're, you're, hoping, been, you're hoping, uh, yeah, and you're hoping. Yeah, you're hoping. You're, you're putting... <laughs> <a lot> of, <laughs> that's awful. That's awful. You're putting a lot of hopes and dreams on guys that have not performed this season. So what are you hearing on Carlos Sit Hyde? Sit your Niners. Um, I, to be honest, I haven't heard a whole hell of a lot, but I have, I have heard that uh, it's not like definite that he's coming back at all right now. And I, I hear it's going to be Sean Drawn that's going to lead that back. Oh, Sean Drawn. The Drawn show. Yeah, it's, uh, that's that's tough goings. I, I would not depend on anything in this 49ers offense, plain and simple. Let's go to the Seahawks. Let's Done. go to the Seahawks. Uh, what's Steven talking about here? About how Marshawn Lynch fucked me in the... You know, or all the actually, it's not even Lynch. It's the beat writers, and it's the people saying, "Yeah, they're playing on playing without Marshawn Lynch, and Rawls is going to get the start." They they said, "Do you leave him out of the rankings or what?" Yeah, and, of and, the, worst, and the worst part was like, they go, I, "I the last I saw like leading up to it was Marshawn Lynch is fifty fifty at best. Rawls is gonna is, is gonna is definitely gonna be getting a, a a big a big part of this game, and two for nineteen, right? And I. In my 16-team league, not that I care because I'm that one I'm done in, but I benched Jamison Crowder. No. Oh. Well, that, 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 here's, I mean, listen, it, it was tough. It was going to be tough running against Arizona anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal. And yeah, and what, what do you have? 22 carries for like 50 something yards. He did have the touchdown, but it still screwed me. I hate that. I hate it when these guys. Will, this guy's going to be out and he's not going to play. Don't fucking do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, cheating the system like that doesn't do anybody any good. I don't I mean, I, t- listen, Arizona still beat you. You didn't trick them. You know? I mean, what the hell does it matter? I mean, Lynch was fine. He was 8 for 42 in a tutty. That's it. Yeah. Like, they didn't just they just didn't give him very much volume and then they were sort of down early. It was just them trying the to play catch-up system. mode with Russell Wilson, who hasn't looked very good at quarterback this season. Nope. But he did get those 60 rushing yards, we promised you. There you go. <laughs> but I, of love, course, I love but he of looks course. so stoned from just a monster drink. Like If you guys could see Stag's eyes right now, just they're basically closed. It's just if you just smoked a, a big Marley. Oh, I love it. Yeah, cheers. Your article in the Daily Shopper, it was wonderful. Yeah, don't oversell it, Lois. No, it was good. It almost felt like it was written by a real writer. I read your article too, Brian. Seems to me you should spend less time working for the paper and more time working on that novel you've been working on. You know what Hey, Stewie, how about Daddy teaches you how to swim? Go away, fat man. <laughs> the novel ones are just killing dogs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm done. That was it. Not, I recover. hit myself. You, you are novel. You've been noveled out. All right, so my novelty is over. Here is the. <laughs> here's. Uh, you're gonna hear it again from me. Don't chase. Don't chase the stats. 
Doug Baldwin went completely off last week, and that's not going to happen again. Just because it's against the 49ers, which are beatable in any way you want to beat them, uh, doesn't mean that he's going to go off for another 140 yards and a touchdown or whatever hell he put up. Uh, it, this this is this could be the week that uh, Curse goes off. Uh, it's not going to be Richardson. I guess he's out again. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, it's not going to be Chris Matthews who got Chris cut today. Chris Matthews who got yep. cut today. Yeah. Uh, it could be a locket. Who knows? You know, it's, uh, but don't don't go chasing ball. Lock it okay. They were game. pulling him off the, to the side. Yeah, but I, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. It's, I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Oh, they were trying out receivers today. So, but we'll we'll, we'll see what's going on there. I, I mean, they I, got I, rid I, of. Chris. I, I remember a couple of podcasts ago when harken back to. I said they got no receivers there in Seattle, and you gave me all the names you just listed. Thank you very much. Well, the, they still they, have no receivers in Seattle. The same thing. They never had any receivers. Like I, you Jimmy said Graham. they had Paul Richardson. You said they had all these lockets. You gave me all these reasons. I'm just saying. Jimmy Graham. I remember. Yes. I remember. Ricardo Lockett out. The, yeah, everybody's gone. Yeah, that's so, that seems that seems frustrating from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Jimmy Graham played. They already played the 49ers over this year. I think he had two receptions for. 31 Look, yards. He's not he's not a game changer. No. Okay. We, we've we've discussed this to, to like ridiculous ends over all the time, but let's put a, let's put the final nail in this coffin. Yeah. Jimmy Graham is not what he was made out to be. He was a figment of, of, of Sean Payton and Drew Brees' yeah. imagination, and it worked to uh, uh, extraordinary levels down there for a couple of seasons, and and without that, with a short with a short uh, a quarterback who can't see him, with a guy who does not stand in the pocket and let the play develop and let him become where he needs to be, who a guy who has to now learn to be able to react, he's a lazy son of a bitch. When after he's running his half route and then the play breaks down, he stops. He doesn't he doesn't break for his quarterback. He didn't do it for Drew Brees when he was losing his ass with the, with the offensive line. At the he end. plays. For I don't the want. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, ne- next time I talk about Jimmy Graham, uh, t- 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 we'll, we'll be on the playground. That's a bitch slap. I just have to give it to you. So I, while I agree that Jimmy Graham sucks, I I don't think he was a figment of the whole offense. I think he was a figment of volume. And he's not getting that same volume, you know, in, in terms of targets. And he's got not getting that same volume in terms of red zone targets. And th- that's the best thing he has to offer a football team is he can win one on one matchups in the red zone. How often have the Seattle Seahawks been in the red zone this season? And what have they ever thrown him a, a corner fade that actually looked like a real corner fade route? Like and once they don't do they don't that. know how to do it. Wilson doesn't know how to do that. That's what I mean. So it'll never happen. That's it. Doesn't mean he's a bad football player himself, but the situation uh, sort of combined with the lack of target volume and the lack of red zone opportunities are what are decimating his you know fantasy. Balance. I'm not so calling him a bad football player. I'm just saying. You just he said did. he was a figment of Drew Brees' and Sean Payton's imagination. Yeah, and what I'm Quote, saying is Unquote. Okay. And, 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 <laughs> and I agree with that. Well, hold on. And, and, I, and I still will back behind what I said. He is an amazing athlete. He was putting up amazing numbers in that situation that they created for him. Where they made him the highlight. Where they made him, his ego, become everything that they needed it to be for it to work. And they didn't have the wide receivers and anywhere else around him. He's he can't do it. 
on his own anymore. And he's not a guy that has the work ethic and the, and the want to and doesn't show you the leadership skills on the side. Doesn't give you anything. He looks like a pouty kid. I mean, and it doesn't it, matter. It, Russell it, Wilson's go-to throw is the inside slant for an interception anyway. <laughs> there you go. Well, he's a terrible blocker, but the one thing I will say, I could see a, 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 a Graham in like one of the playoff or championship game having an enormous... Just blowing yeah, up right. and winning the teams their league. If they make the playoffs, where he's just yeah. yeah, where he's well, no, no. I'm saying like in in general, like for fantasy football players. Oh, okay, okay. I'm okay. saying I could just see him be having the huge week 16 and being that guy like, yep, I told you. And then it's fool's gold for next year or all the offseason talk about how they're going to get him involved or what it is. Jimmy Graham next year will be a third or fourth round draft pick just because of his name over the previous five years, and he's going to be garbage moving forward. Uh, God, I hope not. By the way, I, I think I mentioned something about 22 for 55 or something like that uh, in terms of rushing. I was talking about Chris Johnson from the, the Arizona playing against Seattle. I wasn't talking about Marshawn Lynch. I was looking at the next game, which we should go to. Let's go. Bengals. Bengals at Cardinals. Oh, your boy Eifert gets a second chance in prime time. Jesus, looks so bad. Wow. Looks so bad. However, I, the thing I got to hand it to him, though, for is he was open. And he was getting open. And that's not an easy defense to get open against when it okay. comes to the tight end position. So, I mean, kudos to him for getting open. Just catch the ring and ball. Yeah. Failed. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Just failed. And it was. It was. Yeah, it was that Kyle Rudolph just I uh the hands, too many the hands drugs did when not I was, seem to be uh, in conjunction with the arms. It was it was it was Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> it was ugly. That was ugly. I got home alone. It was ugly. Uh so I don't know, but uh, all right, the Bengals I don't think are going to have that great of a game here. Uh, first of all, Oh, you mean we're going to get bad Andy Dalton again? You mean the person who was never going to show up again this season? God, I hate Andy Dalton. He was. You know he was fool's thing. gold as is. Cincinnati had a cupcake schedule to start the season. Their strength of schedule. Passing game, I, yeah. I don't know what this Passing stretch, game, yes. And strength of schedule for them down the stretch, it gets difficult. Yes. We also looked at it for Jeremy Hill and for the running backs there. It's not good. It's, it's a tough road to hoe in, in these coming weeks. And so all you these teams. Roads? Yeah, and all these teams. There's a lot of teams that have been. Uh, that's, that were ahead early in the year because of what Cincinnati was doing. Um, and, you know, you're not going to get those ridiculous games out of Dalton going forward. I think you're going to get more game manager type games. I think this is going to be a game manager type game where you're going to be in, in more of a, a, a dogfight to, to try to fight to win. You know, and this is one, especially when you're going on the road. And, you know, you got to be one thing that you can be thankful for is that you don't get like a tremendous ridiculous home field advantage playing in, in, in Arizona. I mean, true. as much as the fans were whatever, I mean, it's a huge stadium, and but they don't, they're just, it's just not the same as like playing in New England or playing in Pittsburgh. No, it's a lot of transplanted. Or playing in Baltimore France, or any of these places France, that they yeah. normally play at. So I think that's not as scary, but what's scary is, is what Arizona has on the field. Yeah, agreed. And it's just, listen, if they were, if they were only able to put up six points against Houston, at home, I, 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 I'm sorry, but I, listen, I, I, I do believe that they're going to put more than six points against Arizona. I'm just not going to tell you that it's going to come from any specific place. 
I, I can't tell you that the running game's going to get anything going. I'm not going to tell you that Dalton's going to get anything going. I'm not going to tell you that the receivers are going to have anything going on uh, against this Cardinals defense. Can you beat the Cardinals defense? Yeah, they were exploited a bit, especially last week against uh, Seattle. I didn't expect Seattle to score 32 points against that Arizona defense. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Arizona Cardinals are a much better team in general, if you ask me, than an 8-1 Bengals the other thing right is, now. too, why why were they able to score those points? It's because Russell Wilson can keep plays alive and using his legs to do so. Yes. Now, you know, I'm not going to say that Andy Dalton is a, is, a, is a statue and Peyton Manning sitting back there, but he's also <laughs> no Russell Wilson, no Cam Newton, no 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 guy that's using his legs to. No, but he can. He can he's he, a Jay Cutler-esque. He can get he, yards he, when he needs to get yards running. To. But at the same time, the difference is, is that he's not going to give up on the play. He's going to hang in the pocket longer. True. Which is going to expose him to, to problems because you're going to get pressure and then you also have the ridiculous secondary that they have in Arizona. He hasn't had the strawberry knocked out of him yet. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. A.J. Green never drafting that guy again. Let's talk about him. They're doing it. <laughs> that's, 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 you've been waiting, you've been waiting this. on this one. You've been waiting for this. Since He's we texted last night, I, I said, save it for tomorrow. Okay. All right, so A.J. Green. Coming up through high school and everything, he, he did not have it easy. And he, I think that he had a tough time making a name for himself. And to get into the college ranks and to do what he did and to finally come in the NFL, listen, he's always had the height. He's always had some speed to him. And he's always had some decent hands. Do I want to – I don't want to call him a winner. I'm not going to say he's a winner. But I'm not going to say he's a loser either. He didn't look good last night, and he didn't look like he's a guy who can bring you a win, but he doesn't look like a guy. Last night was unfortunate. Last night, I don't think he's a guy who's going to lose you games like that very often. That, I think, was just a great punch-out. That just happens every once in a while. He made the catch, and he got the first down, but that was an awesome punch-out at the end. you got to admit, that was not something that like, I normally think he happens. is a winner. I think he's a winner. Obviously, you look at the record. The Bengals have been awesome since he's no, gotten there. No, he's been terrible in December and in the playoffs. I agree. And he's I agree. done but nothing they, for them their to overall win record, in the I agree. But their overall record is, is, is really good since he's gotten there. Mm-hmm. And he's the catalyst to change it even more than Agreed. anything else. But on a week-to-week basis, you watch him play. And he's a great player. He's a great player. But he's just... He's not Julio Jones. He's just not... Uh, he's not Antonio Brown. He's not a, amazing. Those guys just every they're every series, every set of downs they have something close to or almost exciting happens with those elite guys. And with AJ Green, there are literally full quarters that go by where you're like. Is AJ Green hurt? Like, why is 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 Marvin Jones the best receiver on this team? I, I hate to do this, but I have to throw a tangent in there. Is Amari Cooper AJ Green? I see more AJ Green. I see a guy who's polished, who's who's gauze, but I don't see the ridiculous that when you talk about the Julio Jones and God given talent. This is the whole thing we didn't get to see it. I want to see what Kevin White's got. I want to see when, when it, you know, next year when he comes out for the Bears and you, might be right. you know, is he the guy that is the holy shit game breaking type guy who may get shut down in a couple of games, but all of a sudden just because his talent and skill is so amazing that if he with the right coaches, which he's he's got good coaches there, we can, we can already tell how much coaching affects output. You know, does 
you know, we, we're going to look back at that because that's the same thing. They came in the same class, AJ and Julio. This is the same conversation. Strangely, I, I, AJ went <laughs> higher. Right. AJ was the fourth pick, and the Falcons traded the, their boat away with the sixth pick to get Julio. Fantasy wise, I'm going to compare AJ Green more to somebody like, and it's strange because they're completely opposite. I think literally about eight inches and completely different positions. I'm going to go compare him to a Randall Cobb who will give you an incredible game every four games, but not a whole hell of a lot else. And Cobb will have a, an awesome season, as will AJ. But there's just two, three games in a row where you just don't get anything. And then you get the outstanding game. And then you get a, a really good game, and then you get an outstanding game. And a lot of mediocre games. games that help right. you out over the season. You look at the number one point. receiver right. on my, in my fantasy book. It's one of these things, again, when you're looking at the fantasy points at the end, like when I, when I do dissection of Final Fantasy points scored, I hate just looking at the stupid number. I love, like, you know, in all my CBS leagues, you go and they got weekly scoring. And I want to see, yeah, that's you know. Was it 80 points that the guy had? Or was it 30 points in one week? It's a Marvin Jones thing, where he had right. four touchdowns. And, and one week skews. That one week, he scored more points than he scored the rest of all the other weeks combined. But the total aggregate number puts him at number 20. Russell, exactly. Wilson, Russell Wilson style. Now, here's the question I've got. The three guys in August, heading it in the drafts, that were right there neck and neck for me, were Brandon Cooks, a Mike Evans, and an A.J. Green. Right now, going into next year, going into your future, or if you could go back, out of those three guys, at the turn of the end of the second round, beginning of the third round, whatever, what, what may have you, who do you like moving forward? Just who would you, who would you, yeah. A.J. Green, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks. I'm, I'm completely opposite. AJ Green's at the bottom of my yeah, list. Me too. Um, I, I would put right now, I would put, for going into next year still, we're saying, it's still close between Cooks and Evans because of Winston being so young and the fact that he's getting those, those ridiculous amounts of targets and the fact that Brandon Cooks and Drew Brees have finally started to show that they're clicking right now. And I know that I got at least one more year out of Brees. Yeah. So that's where that whole thing goes. If I'm really looking full long term, I'm liking Mike Evans more full long term just because of the fact that I don't have to worry about his quarterback situation for the next five, six years. I have to worry about the Drew Brees the yep. same way that I got to worry about a Demarius Thomas and a Manny Sanders with, with what happens. So you're essentially an Evans with a close second Cooks, third AJ. What about you? There's a lot of variables that go into it, and I'm glad you guys answered first so I could actually think about them. Cincinnati is going to end up with one of the toughest schedules in the league again next year because they because they win football games because they win football games and they're going to uh, plain and simply probably end up first in that division. I mean, I don't know, maybe first or second. Either way, it's going to get them a, a very tough schedule. So it's going to be a little bit tougher going for AJ, but he's had a tough going anyway. Cincinnati didn't have the easiest schedule going into the year either way. And They've been in the playoffs four years in a row. He's averaging more points. Fancy points per game than either of those other two guys right now. Uh, a 227 yard game with three touch. Uh, what, how many, how many touch two. Two yeah. touchdowns. Two So okay. Cooks has had three straight weeks with five three five touchdowns in three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's you can skew anybody's stats that's in like that. Three weeks, not in one week in okay. one game. So, I'll I mean, take the three week it, guy. It, 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 I gotta tell you, it depends on what you're asking. 
I mean, are you asking a week-to-week basis? If you're asking just, just week to week, no, I'm going to give you two different I'm answers. Asking, a week-to-week week basis, for I think Mike Evans team. will your be more consistent team. than any of them. Your fantasy team. That's not about, it's not about anything else. Your fantasy, your fantasy Who team. Who do you want Who do you want? And you got two of the three. I do. I have two of the three. AJ I have is two the of the three I as well. Have. I, have, I have a higher than AJ. I have, Evans, I have Evans and Cooks. I have Evans and Cooks. I do too. I've been somewhat disappointed in both of them. Yep, and I would have been. I would rather have one AJ Green than both of them. Right and I will now. tell you what: all the people who I know that have AJ Green were loving him the first four weeks of the season. They've been disappointed with him since. He didn't do shit the first game. He had, of the he had, he he had, had a terrible week. He had, one. He had like well, there was he a one hundred yard game, then there was a two hundred yard game, and since then it's been nothing. Yeah. So this is the, my whole point. I I'm, I'm sitting here going, no, I'd rather have the Evans and the Cooks because the suffering that I'm suffering with them is still growth. AJ is a star already. He's established. So he should be not close to these guys in numbers. My least favorite thing that happened early in the season was when AJ got paid. I had him on my team and they gave him the money. I wanted that guy to have to work for the season yeah. to get that page. He's Thanks the highest paid first. player of all the guys that got the contracts this season. Makes more money than Julio, makes more money than Desmond. Anyway, we'll move on. I like your assessment. I think there's growth with. I, I, I think for me, for me, I think it's Cooks and AJ are, are tied. I like Evans the most because he's got Winston, and because fuck, if this guy stops dropping these balls, huh. he literally could have like two or three two hundred yard games this year. <laughs> I will say yeah, things you can teach people to do: catch passes is sort of lower on the list. Yeah, hey, I, if I he will does, say one I'll, thing: Mike Evans has played seven games this year. Cooks has played ten. AJ has well, played nine. Evans actually played eight. Because he played the first game in week two, got three targets. It's not an FF today. That's true. Okay, that's fine. Either way, you take that away, it's still, he still has more targets than either of the other guys. And we're targets, guys. That is two less games than AJ, three less than Cooks. See, Evans would be great right now if he didn't have just target. one touchdown. One Fucking Especially awesome. after that's all Absolutely. he did last year was catch touchdown. Well, I told you regression was coming in that. I knew regression was coming, but I'm like, it could come, but the yards were going to come with it. Let's move on. Do we need to talk about the Cardinals? Uh, let's talk about the Cardinals. Yeah, we got to talk about the Cardinals. Brown again? Oh my Listen, God. here's <laughs> another one. <laughs> fucking drive me insane. Right, are, know, they, are, are they finding these guys for this? But here's how it goes, and this is where it's revolving, revolving doors. Why, and this is how you have to. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get a single target. Yeah, I, I not a single. No, but but he was one, but it was a penalty, and so that's why it didn't get recorded. Whatever. But here's the thing: you know who left last game uh, with it, with a hamstring injury after having an amazing game? Michael Floyd. So this is again soft tissue team. This is John Brown was the guy that had the dual. Was it both hamstrings that were hurting him a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So now you got Floyd who's going to be hampered. This is when Brown comes back, and 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 I've been I've been playing the rotating Soft games. Tissue I got I it's got it is because yeah. well, it's exactly like what it. is, and, and these guys it, they flare up, and it's and they're the worst and the most frustrating. Why Houdini has always said, "What's the one injury I hate the worst in preseason?" Hamstring. Oh my God, you got a hamstring injury. This is going to be fucking Lord. bothering me the entire goddamn season because they so never true. get enough time to rest it, and even with them having twelve padded practices a year, they still don't get time to heal. True. So Floyd is 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 bothersome. I think that uh, he finally had the emergence, and this is also why Brown I think comes right back and, and comes back strong. You you get the situation of 
him just will, will invariably will get more targets. I love you, brother, but your beard is uneven. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I'm no. so high. Yeah. Uh, Oh, What's well, the good thing? This is it's not like, a video it's like, show. Yeah, it's like, no, it's not. It's, it's like Norwood. It's that was, you're talking about subterfuge. Sean, it's like take away everything that I'm talking you, about with John Brown, and you go to the beer. No, sorry, sorry, dude. So you know what I'm gonna do when I get home? I'm gonna shave the fucking thing. No, manicure it. All you no, need manicure, no, it looks great. No, I, I, I like you having that beard. It's just, <laughs> it is. It's a little high. It, I, just I can't shave it anyway. My my fiance will not let me shave the beard. Okay, why not? She likes the beard. She likes the beard. It's fine. Just no manicure. A little manicure. You're, you're fine. <laughs> quick question. Quick question I got here. John Brown. Oh, I don't know about it. Watch. Yeah, John Brown this week. <laughs> the man of the beard. Brian, teach me how to be a gentleman. Well, Peter, it's not really that hard. Uh, let's start with polite conversation. For example, it's a pleasure to see you again. Lovely weather we're having. Now you try. It's a pleasure to see you again. After Hogan's Heroes, Bob Crane got his skull crushed in by a friend who videotaped him having rough sex. How's that? Wow. Perfect. My work is done. But just for the heck of it, let's try again. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, question I got for you guys. CJ2K. Um, is Ellington back? All right. Uh, before I get into the, that running back situation, first of all, I am... After you beating it into our brains a little bit, I don't know if it, it it doesn't go by the wayside. I keep it in the back of my mind, but it doesn't really take that much effect on me as it as it obviously has on you. The soft tissue thing, the hamstring injuries in the preseason and stuff like that makes a big difference. It really Elshon does. Jeffrey. All these fucking guys, yeah. every single one of them, it really makes a big difference, and it hampers them throughout the year. And it, and it takes, it it takes effect at some point. Here's the worst part: is that you get a guy who has a hamstring injury, and so now he's trying to 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 be cautious of the hamstring injury, and then he gets a quad, and then he gets something else because the overcompensation, right? Absolutely, every time. I, I, you're right. I, I I will be paying attention to that a lot next year. I think it's a big. Point. I'd rather take a guy. That's coming off an Achilles surgery than a guy that's been hammered by hamstring injuries all throughout. One hundred percent. I'm I'm actually with you on that. Okay. Uh, all right. So back to the matter in hand. Uh, CJ2K. He's still. He's still no. CJ2K is still going to handle the majority of carries. Andre Ellington is still going to be, as they say, a specialty back. Although, here is something that I have noticed. Um, every Uh-oh, single dogs week. Dogs getting excited. Uh, no, every <laughs> single up. week, Arian says something different about the backfield. Every single week. And they've done the exact opposite of what he said. Every single time. So it's freaking me out that they're saying, okay, you know what? Ellington is just our specialty back. He's still just a guy who's just going to run specialty plays and stuff like that. That makes me think maybe they're going to put him back into prominence a little bit. I don't know. It's just every single week he says something, and it's absolutely different than what happens. He's kind of a, I don't know if he's a bullshit artist. He normally is a straight shooter. You know what? He, but he, this year, every single time he said something about the backfield, it's been the opposite. He's, he's okay, this is a money game, right? You got top top teams playing against each other. I think this is one of those ones where, you know, David Johnson has had this role that he's, you know, kind of a little bit part here, part in the beginning. He's half in, half out. And he's, gonna, he's, out. he's out He's now. out. 
It's it's Andre Ellington. You're into the into the meat part of the season where you need to. You're securing. We're going to try to. You know, the division is pretty much locked down for them. Now it's about locking down home field advantage. They can't afford another loss. They're still chasing Carolina. They got to get everything they can. This is where and, and look, Ellington. Not only is he a willing guy as a blocker, he he's also he, he's dynamic and so and now he's hungry because he's been challenged and because he's was the lead guy, he's lost the lead job. Uh, and everything is just falling apart. So now he, you know you got a guy who's working Chris for Chris Johnson. And, and Bruce Arians. By week one? Was he signed after yeah. this? Okay. It was It was like one week or one okay. week left before okay. or whatever. So I thought maybe he was signed in season. Okay, it was. But, but the fact is, Bruce Arians, what he does is he's a mental mind gamer. He knows how to mind game his players. So, you know, he's putting whatever thoughts he needs to put in there. He mind games everyone. So maybe he's telling the media one thing, he's telling his players and everything, but he's telling you, this one player one thing, but he's telling the other player the exact same thing in another closed-door meeting. I don't and, know if he's that guy, because these guys love him to death, and I think if he was playing those kind of like... Mind games, mind maybe he's playing, then he wouldn't be... Well, then maybe he's playing play. mind games with media and different game in-house and says, this, he, is what, this is what I'm going to say to the media and whatever. Maybe he's... Uh, who knows? He's good at what he does. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Sex? I think the only person on this team I want to talk about is Larry Fitzgerald. Talk about him. Who's been, Blitz. who's been playing out of his goddamn mind this season, and if everything keeps going on the pace it's going, is going to have the best goddamn season of his career. That's statistically. Crazy. That's and be a top five wide receiver. We all said it here. Second Carson Palmer was back under center. We all knew it. Playing the thing itself. is, it goes back to that slot thing. Putting your best route runner in the slot gives you a lot of advantages. They're just always open against that weak cornerback. And there's not very many good cornerbacks that can play the slot. In fact, the best person at playing coverage in the slot is a safety corner hybrid. And he's also on Arizona, so he will never cover him. Exactly. So it's it's never going to be a problem. You know what else, though, too? Here's the other thing that's great about it is that they're able to run with him in the slot because he's a blocker. And he's the guy that you can sit there in on on, on that line and you see him, he'll take on safety, linebacker, whatever, and he'll and he'll be a willing blocker and a good blocker. It, 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 the thing is, is that he's not the most physical blocker. He's a smart blocker. Mm-hmm. He knows where the play is going. That's the thing. He knows everything. He, he knows, knows everything that knows a quarterback leverage. knows. Yeah. And that is a rare thing out of any other position other than the quarterback. He's as smart as a quarterback, mm-hmm. so he knows exactly where everybody should be, and he blocks accordingly. He doesn't block strong. It doesn't matter if he bowls somebody over. He blocks him the right way. He knows where a guy's supposed to go. If he's supposed to go around him to the right or to the left, he blocks the guy the but other way. And he's just that smart. He's, but he's always on his block. And, and, and But the thing is this. He, he doesn't have to run a guy over and, and pancake a guy. You're a wide receiver. That's not what you need to do. All you need to do is occupy and maintain your guy. And what he does is he puts himself in the right position and he... Just, just holds it. He just Makes needs to hold it better. Right. It's Makes great. the team All right, better. We're done. He's good. If, if you want, I was waiting for one of you guys to talk about how good of a blocker he is. But he really is a good blocker. Look, I'm watching him. <laughs> the Bills. He gets his hands on it. He, he stays it. inside. He's he 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 he. No, no, no. Bills Patriots Monday night. Patriots. Gosh, I'd like to help you, Peter, but uh, I've got to go out in the hall and chew on the back of my ass for about five minutes. <laughs> now, so, it's so nice. Do you think um, Rex Ryan's going to make it about him this week? 
Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> he always seems to. He always does. Yeah. Well, they're already talking about how he's going to hire Rob, so he already has. Yeah. Is he going to hire Rob? I would love Rob and those guys to be. People guys. brought it up I, to him. Yeah, I understand, course, yeah. but still, that's the storyline already. His brother, can, I, can I throw out know, a, a pyro fire. character idea if yeah. he does hire him? Can we Siamese. make. No, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just do them both tattoos in the You don't even have to change their body shapes. They. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Siamese Weeble Wobble. Just put them in the outfits of Tweedledee and Tweedledum and we're good. Bills, is uh, LaShawn McCoy playing this week? Oh, yeah. Of course. And he is. Carlos Williams, what does he do as a result? Besides score one touchdown. <laughs> LaShawn McCoy has been outstanding. Yeah, he's been absolutely great. outstanding, and he is as fun to watch as any running back in the entire league. Uh, the the way he makes people miss is just Agreed. disgusting. Uh, he had a decent game against the Pirates, uh, Patriots in the first one. Did I say Pirates? Yep, Pirates. Uh, that's phenomenal. Uh, he he had a the decent Amsterdam game against the Patriots. Angry Pirates. <laughs> the Amsterdam Angry Pirates get a shout out. Woo. Uh, and uh, I think he's going to have another good one, actually, in this one. He's just looking at the top of his game right now. However, at the same time, Carlos Williams will get his touches, but it's not going to be that many. Six to eight, maybe nine or ten, and you're hoping for that touchdown. I hate to say it. He's done that, though, a bunch of times. Though. Not just a bunch of times. Two times. Every <laughs> single game of his career, he has a touchdown. Every single one. And, and, but... but with limited touches. Yes. It's it's. Re- but you're still... Uh, you, you can't tell me it's a definite. You're hoping for the best. If somebody gets yeah. 8 to 10 touches, you're not going to say, yeah, he's definitely getting a touchdown. No. You can't say that. Yeah. And just because he's done it for seven games in a row doesn't mean he's going to do it in the eighth. There's know, only one other player ever that's done what he's done. So you can't say it's Who? going to... Well... <laughs> to start his career. <laughs> Eric, Cut. Eric, no. Cut. Eric Dickerson. Start over. I think it's Dickerson. The Jim Brown? No. It, no. It's some bum wide receiver you probably never, or I've never heard of. Yeah. Before your time. I Let's probably had him on 12 of my teams. Let's Before talk about, his time is fucking 85. This so. is a good point. Let's talk about Watson. Watkins, sorry. Watson. Ben Watson? I watched, I watched uh, Elementary, my Yeah, idea. exactly. I, was, no, you I didn't literally did. I did. I watched... Uh, Lucy Lou Elementary? No, sure. There's a sh- new Sherlock Holmes movie I saw the other day. It was terrible. 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 Ian McKellen. Mr. Uh, Hol- Mr. Okay. Holmes. Go ahead. Uh, Will Watkins. Watkins. Uh, have a decent game. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that they're going to have to pass around a little bit. And I know that uh, Tyrod Taylor is looking forward to getting a little payback in this one. Look, he's... He- he threw for 277 and three touchdowns in their first meeting. A lot of it was happened to be, I don't want to say garbage time, but they were down by a lot, and I know that the Patriots were just trying to keep them from... I know, but you know what? A lot of this week could become garbage time as well. But Is it? Is it garbage it, time? We'll it, get into it. It's, it's, it's still points. That true. team looked a lot different once Edelman went down. Yeah, that was true. I'm, a, I'm worried. I'm worried. for. I'm, I don't care, but I'm worried for the Patriots... That offense without that Welker, I no, mean, no, that Welker that used to be Welker, but now Edelman dynamic, it's a totally different deal. Here's what's crazy about it, too. Why know why it's even more, uh, this is like the worst timing of all, because you also lost Deion Lewis a couple weeks prior, and the problem is that you have not found anyone to fill in the Deion Lewis role. James White, 
comes in. This guy is not catching the passes yeah. and doing yeah. anything in the offense like Deion Lewis was. He caught everything that was thrown to him. Yeah, have like one pass. So, so <laughs> Deion Lewis was getting seven targets in the passing, seven, eight catches in the White ain't no There was no plan whatsoever for the Patriots to use White last week the way that they used Deion Lewis in the past. It was trying to get him into a game and get him in the flow just so he understands what they do. Okay. Plain and simple. This is a whole different game. They need it against Buffalo in this game. You think it's going to happen? I know it's going to happen. I know that White's going to get some passes, and I know that Bolden's going to get some passes. They're both going to be used in this one. Bolden. Wilde will be fine, too, but they're both going to get used in this one. Believe me. Against Buffalo, you can't just... They'll be in there for snaps. I don't think they're going to be in there for production. This is the difference. You can be in there for snaps and be in there to run around and to do the thing. Do you have Edelman anymore, though? No, but you know what? Amendola can fill that role. Wrong. Amendola doesn't play that role. Not in this offense. And they've already said it. He's not that role in this offense. They plan on bringing Keyshawn Martin in to play Amendola's role. So if you guys out there are out there on Edelman's role, if you guys are out there looking to pick up somebody up on the waiver wire, I guarantee you Amendola's already gone. Go grab Keyshawn Martin right now. That's the guy who's going to be playing somewhat of that role. Do I think Amendola's going to play some of that role as well? Yes. But Amendola's been playing a whole but different role in this offense. Yeah, but you Completely also want to know what, They like it. No, no, but you also want to know what? Look, when when uh, Amendola, every time that they like get into these pressure situations and they're giving him all the targets, he's catching everything. That's what Edelman did. You want it's to know also what? what Keisha Martin did. You know what, though? Know. But you want to know who does Tom Brady feel more comfortable throwing the ball to? I'm, I'm still going to sit here and I'll... I'll Maybe that's the case. Maybe they're going to say that this is not what Amendola does. But you want to know what? Times are you're thrust into a situation you need to get something done. My belief is if I'm a team that is as good as the Patriots are, that I want to have the people that I trust the most. And I'm going to tell you what. A cast-off that couldn't get it done in Houston, as good as Keisha Martin. Sorry, Michigan State guy. Relax for a second. It may be. I'm going to re- rely more on the guy that's gotten it done where we've been in situations that's caught eight passes in a game, not out of nine targets or eight out of eight targets, and, and has made all the plays and done it. So right now, I'm, I'm thinking Amendola. And, and Amendola was only, an, only owned in 50, only 46% of CBS leagues, so he's available in 50% of leagues. So I just have a feeling that, you know, you go for Keyshawn Martin. I'm trying to get him tonight. I don't. Go ahead, then. I, I, I'm, I'm no, not, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get Amendola. I, I just don't see Keyshawn Martin being a guy that's going to be doing He's anything that's going to be fantasy relevant. I got other leagues on that. Damn. Damn. Iowa hits number five in the pre-se- in the polls, and Houdini loses his damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hold on, Michigan State guy. Uh because that's Keyshawn Martin where he went to school. I know. It was a joke. Calm down. Don't get your panties in a My, bunch. They're in a bunch. They're in a okay. lot. They're, they're all tied up and we're ready to roll. It is in between the two. Amendola <laughs> is going to play some of the role. He's going to be... He's going to move up the pecking order. He was higher on the pecking order than Keyshawn Martin previously. Keyshawn Martin wasn't really getting snaps. But Keyshawn Martin is still ahead of guys like... Uh, you know, Aaron Dobson. Aaron Dobson and whoever else Slater. You, whoever Whatever. else you want to throw out here at wide receiver, Bolden, and probably even White. 
Amendola is probably ahead of light on the pecking order. This is an entirely new pecking order that pushes Robin Krause even further up the top. Agreed. It pushes LaFell even further up to the Agreed. team's number two option. And now Amendola is going to be the third in the pecking order, you know, compared to being the fourth, fifth that he was two or three weeks ago. So it's a totally different dynamic. He gets pushed up a little bit, but still, the role will not exactly be Amendola's. Martin will run those type of routes that uh, Edelman was rolling. He's going to get eight to ten targets a week. I I don't know about that. Maybe he gets eight sometimes. But this is a game. He's not going to get any games with four targets. This is a game plan specific team. That's how they do things. Every game is a totally different game plan. And this game is a spread it out type of game because that's how they always play the Bills. But Kyle Williams will be out. Looks like he will be out at defensive tackle for yep. the, uh, for them this weekend, so it should be a little bit easier for Blunt. But they're also using Blunt more in the passing game than they ever have. So Caught it's two ca- passes the other day. It's, it's going to be Blunt can't. It's going to be sp- it's going to be spread out amongst all of their other players. James White will have a bigger role. Bell, Meredith, before the Magnus speaks. Money, money. The New England Patriots traded for Keyshawn Martin for a reason. You don't go out and target a specific person. Right to I know a specific person in the entire league to go trade for for no reason. And the second they brought him in, he started getting more targets than Amendola immediately, and he was catching everything, everything, and he was doing great for him. And then all of a sudden, there was a different dynamic that was going on, and Martin took a backseat to it. Now, I'm sorry, but Edelman's gone for the next six weeks, at least until the playoffs. Here comes Martin again, and they, I'm sorry, but he did great in this offense, and he's going to do just fine again. Is Amendola a, a better prospect when it comes to fantasy with this situation? Yeah, I, I will agree to that, and he's been doing very well within this offense. But believe me, Keyshawn Martin is going to be a big component in this, and that's what I have to I, say. I mean, he's pretty much just got to get healthy. That's that's all that matters. Nope. Keyshawn Martin has to come back to the field from his hamstring injury and just get back on the field. Yeah. Because oh, Tyler Brown... A soft tissue injury? <laughs> oh! I thought you were paying attention to that, dog. Man. I know, that's because... I, I know, uh, I mean, Amendola's never been injured. Short memory, concussion. <laughs> <laughs> short memory. Tom Brady Damn came out and said, Keyshawn Martin is going to have a big role for us. And Tom Brady's not a guy who usually gives a lot of lip service. Yeah, and, no. and no one in New England ever lies anything that they say to the media. All so right, let's guys, let's on. shut let's it down. We'll see it. it sounds to me like there's a lot of new blood and new opportunities there. Pick some of these guys up and see where it falls. Let's be honest. In the Pyro Pro League, we picked up Deion Lewis before game one, and look what... Too bad he went down, but look what happened. And we knew this pickup is either going to be awesome for us, but if it's shit, it's better to have it and and be ready have to play it and drop it than to not. So I think a, a Martin, whether it's or an Amendola, both great plays. Who knows? Maybe both of them rise to the top. Maybe one of them does and one of them doesn't. Get them. On a team like this, power in numbers, it's better to have it. See if it comes to fruition. If it doesn't, drop it. But just make it happen. I'm going to drop it like it's hot. And here we have the lounge. <clears throat> Sweet Mary Mother of God jackpot. 
What can I get you, sir? We have ten varieties of single malt scotch and a wine cellar with over 10,000 bottles. Don't make me beg. <laughs> We're not going to make you guys beg for another one. We thought this, we, we thought this was going to be a, one of our shorter ones, but as usual, we've crested the three-hour mark. Amen, guys. Dogmatic. Love listening. You dropped the knowledge. It's nice that I'm going to be able to run up and make some uh, waiver wire moves on all the advice that you guys have given me and our users. Stag Party, good to have you back in the fray. You're the man. Always dropping it down. Houdini, you are hilarious. I love your energy. I love how feisty you get. <laughs> I am feisty. You're a feisty mofo. Yeah, you are. Hey, and I keep you honest. You do. You I, do. I, 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 I don't let you get too big in your britches. That's all I'm saying. And, uh, hey, I, I feel like I'm tilting my head every time I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys. I love you, brother. Pyros, we love you. Thank you for joining us on we'll this journey. we a mustache for November. How about that? Daytime. I like it. Do it. <laughs> it's week 11. The season ain't over. Stick with us here. Let's fire it up. Let's bring home a championship. We love you. You love us. Out. Primal scream. Swastika eyes. Don't normally like to say swastika. I hate the word. Me neither. Hate the word, but they do too. Song ain't pro. Swastika. Jews don't like it. (laughs) They shouldn't. I don't. (laughs) Something rules, though.
All right, Brian, I'm going to go up to the upper level and run this wire down through the wall. Grab your walkie. I'll call you when I get up there. Okay. Brian, pick up. Over. What? Brian, please say over when you finish talking. Over. What? Over. Do you see the wire yet? Over. No. No what? Over. No, over. Okay, I'm going to start feeding it through. Over. Wait, if you haven't started feeding it, why'd you ask me if I could see it? Didn't copy that. Over. I said, why'd you ask me if I could see it if you haven't started feeding it? Over. Oh, that's better. I can hear you now. Over. Do you see it yet? Over. You know, you're a jackass. For the record, I don't want to hang out with you anymore when this is over. When this is what, Brian? Over. I said, I don't want to hang out with you anymore when this is over. When this is what? You've got to finish your sentence. Over. That's it. My sentence is over. Your sentence is what, Brian? Over. My sentence is... Wait a minute. I have to say over even if the sentence ends with the word over? Ends with the word what, Brian? Over. Oh, I see the wire. You see the wire what? Over. Over! <laughs> I can barely withstand myself with some of these fucking quotes. I, I also wanted to say one other thing. Something that was like brought up to me that was, I thought was hilarious. You know how Are we all, supposed to be recording this? Yeah, keep it, keep it wrong. I, you know how they always have like the uh, your your weekly recaps of like all your uh, you know your yeah, yeah. And this. CBS. When I was down in Georgia, I was talking to this to this guy in, in our in the uh, RV parking lot when we were hanging out, and he goes, "Oh yeah, my guy always names his team off constantly." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Because those articles come out and be like, yeah, you know, uh, Jack, you know, whatever your team name is. What's your team name?" I got too many. Pick uh, one. El Dragon De La Tunis. El Dragon De La Tunis beats off constantly. I go, oh my god, for every loss, that's hilarious. <laughs> and and scene. And done. I don't toss up. Gary. Much. <laughs>